worst video. I, I, I can't. There's this video. Are we and, rolling right now? I feel like we're. Oh, okay, we're going. Oh, shit. Just go. There's this video. The guy is either the most racist guy ever or the least racist guy ever. It's the salesman who goes up to the porch who knocks on the door to do oh, that. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We reviewed that clip on this very podcast. And sir. he attempts to say, what, like a lot of your neighbors hey, are doing yeah. this? Yes. And he says a lot yes. of the are he, doing this. You yeah. know, he was an honest guy trying to sell a little bit of solar, and yeah. he just slipped up. Right. It's just funny because it's either the N-word is so a part of his vocabulary that it just slipped up, or it was so not. He's like, I can't fuck this up. Don't do it. Don't. And then he psyched himself In out. In my mind, he was thinking about that South Park clip where it's like, Naggers, the Wheel of Fortune one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he guesses the actual N word, and everybody freaks out. In my head, because you know, you have like what you're actually saying, and then you have like the sort of like theater in the back of your head where there's just like a lot of random ideas bouncing around, mm-hmm. and you might be like speaking to somebody, but then also thinking about a South Park episode you saw 12 years ago, and mm-hmm. that's sort of playing in the back of your head. Because mm-hmm. I've done this. I've like not that word, but I've like completely said the wrong word in like a hilarious way, where it's like. In reality, in the back of my head, I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say, and I said a word that began with P, so instead I said, you know, porcupine instead of platitudes, and it's like the funniest thing in the world. That's obviously not an example, but, you know, just in general, like, that's a fucking freaky thing to, like, see your brain do that. Yeah, it's like your brain is a hopper with just a bunch of letters floating around and punctuation marks, and it's got to filter through your mouth yeah. and become a, a thing that doesn't offend people and is hopefully interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I had a... I had an improv class once, and it was in L.A., and some of the schools of improv are pretty laissez-faire, like, hey, you know, you guys are going to slip up, say offensive stuff, not a big deal, Mm -hmm. we're doing comedy, don't beat yourself up over it. One class I took, they demanded everybody's pronouns right at the top of the class. They gave a long lecture on the evils of punching down in comedy and how careful we must be, especially those white amongst us in the classroom, not to offend. And as you guys can probably guess, there were more racial slip-ups in that class than any of the ones where they didn't give us the ground rules. Define racial slip-ups. So uh, people would be doing scenes. It was very, very strange, actually. I remember one guy was doing an innocent scene about Venice Beach, and then you could almost see his brain start to go haywire. His pupils start vibrating. He started talking about black homeless people not being able to get out of their predicament. This is like my ultimate nightmare, though, is to like end up in this sort of like progressive, woke, like crazy ass space where it's it's treated as if this is the default and as if there is no other option and you would be a hate monger to have mm. any kind of issue with this and mm. to just be forced to go along with it because I haven't had any of those fucking experiences and I'm constantly seeing it online where people who work places, they have to take these fucking weird ass oaths and shit like that. I've never been in that kind of environment. And I'm guessing you're probably in the similar boat. You apparently in the. The acting class was a little different. We should hire a diversity coordinator here. Yeah. And they'll, they'll give us lectures. Well, that's but, why we brought a black God. man into the... Uh, Destiny, well, welcome, buddy. Hi, what's up? I'm excited to meet him. We uh, did some research, listened to a lot of Destiny content before doing this. My first but... question, though, is what, what stands out to you the most on this table? Um, For me? Like, what looks like it would be the best? Yeah, or... what, what is your heart craving? Uh, so unfortunately, I gravitate towards chocolate, mm. which is bad because those are like the big calorie ones that you could like do a ton of. So Reese's are a solid choice. That's Reese's just... are always nice. Yeah. Now, a little bit of problem. So uh, I'm pretty particular when it comes to candy. Reese's need to be refrigerated. 
Oh, well, they we could do that do. right now. And those no, no, also no, no, look what? like they've melted in the fucking gas exactly. station. Exactly. That's the problem. Danny start... also needs to invoice me like $23 for this. Jesus. That's that's exactly half. That's weird how accurate you were with how much this cost. It was just under 50 bucks. So thank you. I actually thought the entirety of it was going to be 23 So that's kind of fucking trippy. But 50 But uh, speaking of gravitation, which one of these are you liking a little bit more over there, Destiny? The normal one. I don't need some exotic white chocolate Reese's shit. All right. And for you the record, the test. these are the exact same number of calories pretty much. You could do this or you could do this. Destiny, we wanted to, for once, let you take off your intellectual cap, let your metaphorical hair down, and just be one of the guys. That's that's why we're inviting you on to assess gas station candy with us on this episode of Sledge Lords. Okay. Gas station candy, that's fair. Part of it, yeah, we were like, we, we have to get Destiny on this show and then just see if we can get him to talk about the most base shit on earth. Like, one thing I said to Danny, I was like, we have to get him to talk about taking a shit. Okay. Not because there's anything so great about taking a shit, but because it's like one of those like shared human experiences that we all have that I assume, despite all the time you've spent talking, you just haven't talked about taking a shit that much, which is really like quite different from us, where I feel like that's kind of almost like the primary thing that we talk about. Interact. I don't normally do like toilet humor because I find it's kind of gross. So I, I do too. But you know what? I, yeah, I, hate, I, I, hate I don't it, like I'll, fart humor. I'll he was humor. talking shit on me for not liking fart humor. I'll humor you for it. Just this one episode. This will be the only time I ever, I ever do. Okay. You know what? And I don't talk about it. So here, I'll share an experience with you, okay? <laughs> yes. You know what? You ever go to the bathroom and you take a shit and you feel it coming out and you're like, that's like the cleanest shit I've ever taken in my life. Mm. And you go to wipe and there's just, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just flawless. Those feel, those are really good moments. Mm-hmm. That is the best. One solid log. One, one piece exit. And I'm constantly having this experience with my kid where my kid will take a shit and I go to wipe her ass. <laughs> it's like nothing there or it's like the the smallest little piece of brown that I'm wiping off which is way different than me as a man who's had multiple hemorrhoids throughout my life I've, and I've never even had anything like in my ass you know like I would imagine that that would also have quite an effect on the the texture of the rim of your asshole or whatever but when I'm wiping my ass I mean I'm fucking blotting that thing like seven eight times probably half the time you blot it yeah, you like sort of like take the toilet paper and you pl- like you you, you got to do a couple wipes, but uh-huh. then I feel you can get it cleaner by straight up like just pressing it against your asshole and then taking it off and seeing the little like Wait, snowflake hold on. impression. Just you use that word blot. Hold on, because I might actually walk. Okay, this is really important. <laughs> <laughs> I might fucking leave. Okay, <laughs> you you fold it the toilet paper. Oh. Okay, you're not this. Some people now. I've heard people do this argument about stand or sit, which is bizarre to me that somebody would stand to wipe themselves. But I can kind of see it. I'm glad that you're on board with that. I can kind of see it. Okay. But the you people stand? that... Fuck no, okay, dude. Cool, cool. I rock to one side. Okay. The people <laughs> the people that do this clumping like the toilet paper into a ball, Right. that's I, a level of barbarism that like foul. I almost thought about putting cameras in my bathroom. If I catch somebody doing you're, that, like I'm not going to fuck you're, with you're you ever so again. Right. You're so right. You're just stay the fuck away. Because the problem is if you're that depraved, what else are you doing in your life that's just like you're probably a rapist, okay? <laughs> You probably leave shopping carts like in the fucking parking lot for everybody to run but into. So you're saying, like, you probably don't put shit back on the shelf you got it when you're in the fucking Create like store, a little right? snowball and just. Yeah, and just like blot 
Yeah, what the fuck are you That's doing? That's such an inefficient use of it because, yeah, you're going to press it against the ship, but then you pull it away and it's just going to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, and you're wasting some. It's almost like, I don't know if you guys do this. When I go to the bathroom, I see guys will go to the um, hand paper towel thing. And when I take a paper towel, we take it, you wipe it, you get the edges, and you're good. Some people will do like, juju, juju, they get like 50 of them. And, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, dog, to me, that's, some trees for that's the rest like of having us. a private jet. That's yeah. like as wasteful as having a fucking private jet. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're just looking at that thing and you're like, oh, there's maybe 800 sheets of, of paper here. I don't, that might be completely wrong. But no, I'm going to use 40 of them. 40 I don't give a fuck about the fact that this janitor is going to have to replace this role. Like that's just so unbelievably just, yeah, selfish. It's unbelievable. And it, these are the people trying to sell green energy to. There's no mm-hmm. way. It's Destiny, I love it. So you might be familiar. I forget the name of the, the test or the criteria that identifies serial killers young. You probably know, but it's wetting the bed, starting fires at a young age, and then torturing, torturing animals. animals. Yeah. Those are the three markers of a serial killer. The snowball asswipe of a just haphazardly assembled. I bet it is. I think they haven't been looking for it, but they probably should start. Mm. These Smurfs are incredible, by the way. Haribo. Let me hit a Smurf. Haribo's got it figured out when it comes to gummies. Destiny, how is that Reese's Pieces? They're good, but I'm trying to stay away from them. Dude, fucking, what do you think it says? I'm always on a diet. Why? You'd be fat if you... That's the life of when you hit like 25, 30 and you're like, fuck. You're a kid and you're like, dude, it's so cool. When I get older, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. And then you like stop running around so much and you sit at home all day and you're like, fuck, I, I can't eat anything yeah, I want. I don't remember the exact <laughs> timeline, but I know that I was like 20-ish pounds heavier the last time I did the podcast with you. And I've been so fully like on the grind because this is something I've just really realized about myself as I hold up a bunch of Smurfs is that I just do so much better in like... When I'm doing the whole thing, when I'm like completely devoted, diet, exercise, everything, I have such a harder time when you just, just do- making like manageable, medium sized choices about what I'm doing in a day. I have the exact same problem. So, because I'll get into this weird, sometimes self defeating loop, and now I'm on it. Now I'm doing a good loop. Worked out yesterday, came here and everything. But mm. I'll be like, I won't be working out. I'll be like, what the fuck would I care about my diet? Like, let's mm. say I eat a bunch of protein today. For what? It's going to be wasted. I'm not working out. Or if I want to go to the gym, and it's like, I've been eating like shit. Why the fuck would I even try to work out? Like, mm. it's not worth it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like always an excuse to not do everything if it's not like all lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it has to be holistic. Yeah. Or like, I'll, I'll get like no sleep when it's like, you shouldn't, yeah. I yeah. want to do cardio tonight. And in my brain, I was thinking that when I looked at all me. this, I was like, you can't let the fact that you just ate a bunch of random fucking sugar in the middle of the day stop you from making healthy decisions <laughs> later in the day. Yeah. yeah. Which sure. is important to keep in mind. That's why I wake up at the same time every morning. Because I have the same thing the Destiny has going on. Whereas if I wake up at 7 instead of 6 a.m., which is when I wake up, I think in my head, oh, the day is shot. We're off our regular schedule. Now I have a psychological out whenever a difficulty arises. Yeah. Do I, am I going to make the choice to work out today, to, to write, to record a video? Uh, I could just jerk off an extra time. Fuck it. We're mm. already off on the wrong foot. <laughs> and I heard somebody describe it one time as like, it's very important for your day to feel like a cascade of small wins. Series, yeah. Start your day yes. off. You know, you eat your healthy breakfast the same way. You work out the same way. Make you your take bed. your shower. You make your bed. You got to like have all these boxes checked off. So then when inevitably you get stuck in traffic for an extra 45 minutes and you're fucking annoyed that you already, you don't feel like the whole day is fucked up from that mm-hmm. one small W, but meanwhile, or one small L, but then meanwhile, when you picture, picture a day where you wake up and your fucking bathroom is flooded and your, your kid has to go to the doctor, all these things are happening that just completely derail your day. You have to also take a look at those set of circumstances and say, okay it's fine if i don't accomplish anything of substance today because realistically Mm -hmm. life just hurled all this terrible shit at me that i have to deal with Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like for me, checking Instagram is the surest way oh, to derail myself. Or checking analytics on my YouTube channel. That is the the chink in the armor of the succession of good decisions. Stop Asian hate, but yes. Mm-hmm. Damn. Sorry. Yeah, anything, basically anything that scrolls on your phone is the fucking devil. <laughs> Any, I almost want to get rid of the scroll function, because if you can scroll it, it's yes. probably destroying your fucking brain, yes. and then destroying your fucking life. But you you are very structured with that, because I heard you talking one time on something, and you were like, you you go, I don't look at Vosh's subreddit much. I might look at it like once in the morning. Oh, and wait, I was thinking, it, yeah. yeah, and I was just thinking, I'm like, that's funny that he has like almost like a scheduled time in the morning where he's going to sort of do his death scroll of like looking at mm -hmm. places online that are essentially, you know, not I hate sites for you, but it's a bunch of people who probably don't care for you so much congregating there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in the morning? Yeah. Well, I try to time it because now what I've done, oh my God, I think I've, okay, I've never had sleep issues until like two or three years ago. And then for some reason, I just, six hours. After I've slept for five to six hours, I wake up and I'm fucking wired. Mm. And I've read a lot about sleep issues, but I'm too lazy to implement anything because it's I'm one of those guys that knows everything but does fucking nothing because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but I finally did the thing. Have you ever heard of sleep hygiene? No. Uh, it's basically just like making sure that your sleep environment is for sleeping and fucking. That's it. Mm, so I, I finally like that, started yeah. doing this thing one week ago where I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to leave my phone outside of my fucking room. I'm not going to sleep with my phone under my pillow near my bed. I'm not going to do that. And You ever fuck your girl while she's sleeping? Uh, I have before, yeah. But, I mean, we don't get very far until she wakes up, obviously. Um, that, that's a thing. That is a thing. This yeah. is gross, by the way. A lot Continue of girls like it. being woken up that way. They're true. Oh, well, yeah, make sure they once, like it beforehand. Be careful. That's not advice. Careful. Yeah, yeah. No. But <laughs> for me, it's like advice. I'm not going to fully insert my penis while she's sleeping, but I will be, like, rubbing up on the booty and, like, yeah, getting sure. in there. So, like, as she awakens. Also, I have a kid now, so this is, like, ancient fucking history that I haven't had to do in a long time. But. True. I want to hear about the sleep say, hygiene. Well, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that um, I left leave my phone outside of my room, and that's actually helping a lot. Yes. Leave my phone outside of my room. Now, I actually sleep through the full night, or if I wake up, I can fall back asleep. I'm not tempted because if you haven't figured this out at home, if you wake up a little bit and you go to check your phone, you're done. You're awake for the rest mm -hmm. of the day. You're never going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. But now what I do is I do my scrolling. I'll phone is in the other room. I wake up, get dressed, grab my phone to do my scrolling, but I'll go downstairs and I'll get on the treadmill and I'll just walk for a mile and a half, 30 minutes, and then I can scroll while I'm walking. So mm -hmm. at least I feel like I'm doing something like mm -hmm. productive with my time. Yeah, That's smart. For me, sleep hygiene is no screens two hours before bed. Mm -hmm. So I need to be asleep by 10 to get eight hours of sleep when I wake up at six. Mm -hmm. So at eight, that's the cutoff of any sort of screens. Also, any sort of light entering to your bedroom is terrible for mm -hmm. how deeply you sleep. And that extends, my girlfriend bought, uh, she was so pissed, she spent $300 on a new uh, humidifier. But the thing glows uh, like a fucking nightlight. Yeah. And I was like, unplug this thing oh, or take no. it to a different room. It's gone. Yeah. What tin foil on the windows, tape up every the fire alarm. Fuck that. It's getting a sheet of duct tape over it. Everything needs to be pitch black. But okay, I have a kind of good like A B test for this because my girl just left for three weeks and took the kid with her. So it was like I kind of got to see what my life was She's like back without then. a oh, wife no. and kids, you know? And it was it was depressing and kind of boring and oh, felt good. felt okay. like it was very much like lacking in meaning. But at the same time, I got to see what it was like for me to be able to like easily get eight, nine hours of sleep a night versus when the kids around, a lot of times it's what the <laughs> I'm so fuck? sorry, dude. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was trying to keep juggling the candies. We keep that around you after this. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, but dude. no, then like when when I have the kid, it's like I'm getting more like six and a half, maybe seven or whatever. And honestly, I don't see much of a difference between like nine and seven. Like I feel like once I hit six and a half, seven, I'm kind of good. Some people, that's true, right? Biologically, people are different. I think like 90% of people need seven and a half. There mm -hmm. are a few that can get by on six. Mm -hmm. um, but generally, I think you want to shoot for that seven and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Especially our age group. If you're in your 60s and 70s, like I had a grandma who before she died, she was 
sleep in three hours a night. Yeah, it the older you get, the less sleep you need for whatever fucking reason. But know. then you like, always pass out in the middle of the day. So, so all right, let me hit you with an awkward uh, social situation that I have with my girl the other day. We go to her, uh, like, a surprise birthday party for one of her aunts. So this basically equals we're in an Armenian banquet hall with maybe 50 Armenian people, most of which are getting drunk. I wasn't drinking. And then when we get there at like seven and then all of a sudden it's like 10, 15. And to me, it's like I'm very focused on this health grind, I say, as I hold the Swedish fish. It's 10, and, 15 a night. Yeah. And I, I just kind of tell her like, yo, like I'm trying to dip. And then she's like, no, I want to wait for the cake. I want to. You know. And it's like energy wise, I'm just so done mm-hmm. that I was just like, yeah, like I got to dip. Like mm-hmm. I could you, you down to take an Uber. And mm-hmm. she was just like kind of you could tell she's a little annoyed that I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, OK, we could leave. And I'm just like. This to me is like a moment where it makes perfect sense for me to leave yeah. because I just know that I'm not bringing any good energy into this environment. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, on the other hand, you clearly are having a great fucking time. And so it just makes sense to me that probably I should depart. And I, I didn't feel bad at all about the decision, but I, I did feel a little weird with her, the way that she, she didn't even say anything to me. I just kind of felt the vibe. She wasn't <laughs> loving it. You know, I'm totally on team Adam on this one. And this I, I heard you guys talk about this extensively when a Destiny was on or was in this network last. Is My girlfriend's a lot younger than me. I'm 33 and she's 23. So it happens constantly where she's going out and, to be honest, probably cheating on me. Because I go to bed <laughs> at 10 p.m. and there's no way – because that's when it gets started. You know, In fact, it doesn't even get started at 10 p.m. at night. The bars become a happening place around 11.30, right. at which point I'm in a different dimension. So – And again, with my rules, the no screen thing, I get in bed by nine and I'm already laying there waiting for the Sandman to take me. Yeah, you basically have to be late. And that's why I don't think I could date a girl in her 20s because I don't think I've ever I I don't know chicks in their 20s who are like as boring as I am at this point in my life. Yeah, like I just I don't want to be in a relationship where the girl's going to want to go out, go to clubs like because I have all these fucking opportunities right in front of me that I could very easily engage with like i could really live this like high flying life where i'm you know going all the ufc go crazy all the ufc fights all these clubs all these parties Mm -hmm. or whatever and i don't know i just like have pretty much decided that i don't want to do any of that Mm -hmm. and i would just hate to be in a relationship with somebody who is like putting pressure on me to Mm -hmm. engage in more of that although then i also am conflicted where i think that i might be like kind of torching a lot of the good opportunities i have because i'm kind of so isolated it's a beautiful stage of life that we've reached, though, where we're so passionate about what we do for a living that we would rather give ourselves every advantage in that and get our eight hours of sleep and not be hungover. That's way more exciting than going and chasing some platinum blonde skank at a bar. But you're not tempted to go to the club after with Fresh and Fit? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> also, Destiny uh, slyly grabbed a Twix bar. I did. And I'm not sure if he's trying to just like participate in this with us and he's humoring us or if he just is self-esteem. I is just eroding. wanted a candy bar. Wait, am I supposed to fucking, do I have to okay with the community? Is that okay? Well, or? tell the people what you're thinking about the Twix. I got a Twix. Twix is normally good. This is crushed. <laughs> it looks like it's fucking melted. It looks, and you I can tell it's melted. All over my fucking shirt. So now I'm a little bit irritated. Destiny, I'm, I'm upset, the guy who brought okay? the Twix here. What yeah, are you saying well, about my transport skills? I don't know if you threw it in the bottom of a bag or if you bought like a gallon of fucking milk and you decided to put that on top of the Twix bar wet but you know what I'm, I'm dealing with it okay well you're trying he's it's stressing me out okay he, I feel like I need a whatever he's smoking he, I feel like I'm just I'm really I'm really stressed out right now okay? you, you need you to switch it might be a little too early <laughs> is it am I gonna get destroyed on well we go because we're gonna do this fucking other thing afterwards you know you know what I did yeah last night so I, I 
you know, thinking about the Destiny thing, I started thinking to myself, like, we're going to have, like, a good chunk of time. Like, I'll have enough time that I could maybe, like, bring in a couple of different ideological opponents that we could have conversations with. And so I reached out to a couple of different people who, who were not available or whatever. But then I am just sitting at my computer watching a video that this Christian dude made reacting to me. He fucking makes videos talking about me all the time, reacting to me, whatever. It's like more of a, he's got like 50,000 subs or some shit. He's talking about God all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to hit this fucking dude up and see if he's down to pull up tomorrow for the Destiny episode. And sure enough, he was down. So I, I have a fucking person who's been DMing me for like literally like five years coming <laughs> we in. We have a stalker entering the building in an hour or I'm so. I'm not going to say stalker, but you know, he's, he's clearly... He's, I, I DM'd him, and I'm like, bro, I got the opportunity that you've been waiting for all these fucking years. I had never responded to him before. I'm like, but you got to cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and drive to L.A. And he's like, okay. Well, he's he's going to debate Destiny? Well, he wants what are we to, debating on? Well, he, want, he, he clearly wants me to become a Christian. He thinks that I've like got a seed of it in me. Like I've got it a little bit figured out, and he it probably wants the same for you. This is a guy who's a real diehard believer. And he's trying to make it happen. And the reason why I knew he'd be down for this, too, is because I fucking heard him talking about how he tried to fly Sneeko out to, to debate him. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is this is a creator who wants it. It'll be funny. And you'll be coasting off a nice sugar high, so you should be yeah, you know, sharper than usual. You think it's going to affect you? Sugar? Yeah. I don't get affected much by shit like that. Like, caffe- like I can drink, like, a Red Bull and then go to sleep. I don't know why. I just Really? But I think it's probably because I had so much caffeine, like, growing up. I think I just destroyed all those sensors in my the receptors or whatever that... You ever feel guilty for drinking Red Bull on camera? Like you're just giving them this free promo for no reason? No, I don't think that highly myself yet. Mm. I'm sure someday though I'll be like putting tape over my Starbucks. Okay, I do that. Like, yeah, no not not Starbucks. Starbucks to me is just such a default food for Americans that I don't feel uh-huh. any need to do that. But when it comes to like Red Bull, you're like I'm sipping my energy drink right now because you, know? you could feasibly get sponsored by Red Bull. Okay. I mean, realistically, probably not us. You're pointing but, at me. Well, like we, if we hadn't made so many bad life choices, all of us, then we mm. probably would be able to be sponsored by Red Bull. That's not going to happen with Starbucks. They're just not in the arena. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think if you're a brand, you have to be very careful with like sponsoring people. Because once you start to get in there, people start to see it as, oh, I could be sponsored by them. Whereas, like, I've seen that with Backwoods, the blunt rap. Rebo, where are you at? <laughs> to bring this back, I mean, would we, I don't know about you guys. For me, it's Destiny. My content that I shoot is, is out in public vlogs, oftentimes very, in very remote places on the road, in the, usually somewhere around California, or even, you know, we go across the country. And after a successful shoot, which usually ends around 10 p.m., um, I want to celebrate somehow. And again, I'm not much for drinking or going out and partying. So I will find myself oftentimes in an a.m. p.m. staring down the candy aisle. Now, I'm already fascinated the destiny said he leans towards the chocolate mm. because for me I'm a gelatin guy. Like I'm going with the gummies, the starburst, the skittles, something sweet and artificial. Why chocolate? It's just the best. It's chocolate. It's just so good. You've got chocolate and peanut butter combinations. You can get like the puppy chow, like the Chex Mix stuff. You've got chocolate and peanut butter here with Reese's. Like all the best candies are peanut butter m&ms oh my god but They're it's just... dairy based it's so fattening it's gonna kill your workouts you're if i'm shop if i'm at the gas station at 11 30 bpm i'm already uh-huh. making bad dietary choices okay so i'm probably not optimizing for my macros at that point all right what about with haribo you get the cute little bears yeah do you yeah and you got nothing you just got some letters and once you have kids you yeah. start to realize the power of like 
influencer marketing. Once you, when I see the way that my kid acts towards the band aids that have Buzz Lightyear on them yeah. versus all the other band aids, you're like, oh, okay, I see why this is such a consistent thing with everything, but really with kids' shit in particular. Like they will just have Elmo on like a head of lettuce. There's like a fucking sticker <laughs> on it with Elmo, and your kid is like fucking crazy about that lettuce. It just it really works. And that bear, I'm sure that bear does things to children well the next time i'm in california and i rent a van instead of a car i'll pick up some of those so i can see how many kids i can i guess get to come down, that'd be a good video twix is not a good bait it's just not a good bait yeah i um this might be it sounds like i was actually probably going to lose this debate i was trying to take destiny on head-to-head gummies versus chocolates but your statement just made me think I have a lot in common with toddlers because maybe that's why subconsciously I eat these. Well, I like the bears. The dude. darkest they periods, are my favorites. darkest periods of my life are where like I would be leaving here and on the way home I would get something in the salty snack category, like you know cheeses or some big oh. bag of chips or something, and a gummy treat like those, <laughs> and a chocolate thing like oh, a fucking no. giant fucking uh, dark chocolate Snickers or some shit like that. That's when I'm really expressing my self-hatred through eating sugar mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And you luckily, be careful mixing all the different types, too, because like you can fill up on one thing and be like, this is totally different. Now I've got like a new section of my stomach that's opened up for the chocolate after I've eaten the chips, and like you get a lot of trouble that way. And when The you, hangovers are hell, And too. when you start to do like some of the Cheez-Its and then some of the gummies and then some of the chocolate, and then, okay, drink a little water, wait five minutes, restart, that's like how I manifest my own self-hatred there's a lot of psychology in the picking up like having little things too right like if you give me a fucking potato i don't know if i could eat a whole potato just like chewing on it but if you give me like five thousand french fries i can probably mm. eat all of them you know yeah the uh, yeah the little portions the little itty bitty things you can just pick up and put in your mouth are yeah right and so where, where do you stand on drugs at this point in your life do you, do you have any kind of relationship with them <sighs> yeah i love drugs okay um, but like what what drugs specifically psychedelics not pharmaceutical ones those okay. are for weird people but how often do you do that um i'm starting to get back into smoking again okay. i had like a major click like three weeks ago actually i'm like you know what i feel like i can get high again really um i started doing i've like smoked a bit and eaten edibles uh up until i was like 30 and it didn't really have much of an impact on me like i think the biggest I had like a 30 milligram cookie i eat it and it's like oh like that's how much uh marijuana or whatever's in it i'm having 30. fun you gotta yeah. step it up man we well, got candies that are like 100 each yeah now they do yeah. yeah but i'm just saying back then i had like no tolerance to anything right? right but even at that like i'm just kind of like giggling and like chilling and it's like whatever um when i turned 30 i tried mushrooms for the first time i did way too many and um after that experience, I think a few months later, um, I was hanging out with a friend and I had the chance to do like another like edible. And I think it was like another like 25, 30 milligrams of whatever uh, edible chocolate bar. And I ate it. And oh, my God, after doing mushrooms, my experience with weed is completely different to where I was like before when I would smoke. It's weed is just like a cool thing. It like puts your head in kind of like a different space and you're just kind of like cool or whatever. Now, when I smoke, I'm like going to another dimension. Mm. And I'm like chilling there that can be kind of scary if i'm not like mentally prepared you ever done drugs on stream um i tried smoking once and then trying to do a debate with somebody and i made it like two minutes through and i was like i can't because i'll I'll start when i get really high i'll start talking and then i'll forget the beginning of the sentence and i just can't follow anything damn so is your brain that organized when you're not high it's like everything's pretty orderly up in there i i would hope so i think so yeah like what do you see when you like think (laughs) <laughs> like like when you're in a debate like like how organized is your brain like do you feel comfortable having like a clipboard in your head of like the next five things that you want to talk about because that's pretty remarkable that our brains are so useless that we don't have that kind of functionality i have no faith 
in my own ability to remember like three more things that I want to, you know, like, and in that way, my notepad app is dramatically better than my own brain. Mm -hmm. I bet you could, though, if it was a topic you've talked about a bunch, right? Yeah, I was a real yeah. expert for People sure. People seem yeah. to like play games and chat and argue and do that all at the same time. But the chance, the reality is it's usually an argument I've had like 50 million times before. Right. Yeah. Like when I'm playing poker, I could have a 100% conversation with you or mm -hmm. maybe realistically like an 80% conversation until things start getting intense and then all, and I see it even with the best poker players where they're playing and their brain just slows to a crawl and they're fucking using the wrong words and they're talking yeah. really slow and stuff because they're so much of their brain is being overpowered by it and like another thing that happens to me is I'll be watching a podcast while I'm playing poker and a fucking big hand will pop off and I will immediately completely forget there's a podcast playing and then like the, the hand say it takes three four minutes mm -hmm. then i realized like oh shit i have to fucking rewind three full minutes because mm -hmm. i was just and i forgot that the shit was even playing mm -hmm. kind of intense but when you see him playing games it's like it just appears that like you don't need a ton of brain power it'll, because it'll you're be, like solid enough it'll with, be the exact same thing when i'm playing games if i'm talking to somebody and we're gonna argue about abortion i like i already know the next 30 things mm. both of us are gonna say because i've had this a million times so i'm playing the game but if you watch me have a conversation with somebody where it's a challenging topic i have it's either a new topic for me or, or we're going into an area i haven't been in before if you watch the game that i'm playing carefully i'm usually just running around in circles because i can't focus on both you can't multitask brains can't multitask mm. um so i'll stop basically focusing on the game and then i'm focusing on the conversation you ever play pokemon go no the best is it no it's not it's a disgrace <laughs> well it's a big part of my cardio grind that's what keeps me going hey if it works that's why you. the guy in your neighborhood doesn't respect you let's talk about that all right there's a guy who runs in my neighborhood hot guy you'd love him he uh looks like he probably is a model or an actor or some shit these are gross i had high expectations for the fruit gushers they're not as wait, good wait, as wait. the little I'll i have so you. many good memories of gushers as a kid they're not as good as the ones you had when you were a kid okay part of the problem is again you these are fucking stuck together. Mm. It's the 76 oh, on Burbank Boulevard, dude. It wasn't me. <laughs> Continue, though. Uh, all right. So this guy's running around in the neighborhood. Like, every day I see him out doing cardio in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He has never done the, like, hey, how you doing thing. He's never oh. looked at me, my girl. We've had conversations with other people in the neighborhood. We think that it's not about us. He's not just a no-jumper hater or anything like that. It's like he actually does cardio in this neighborhood and never makes eye contact with anyone, never says hi to anyone. The other day, my kid fell off her fucking bike in front of him and starts crying her eyes out. Luckily, she was totally fine, but he didn't even react to that, which to me means that this guy at some point has made the decision that he has chosen to interact with his neighborhood and this world like that. Like, he just doesn't want the added pressure, responsibility of having to say hi to people. And I'm just curious, like, do you think that you owe that to your neighbors? Like, a, a decent amount of just like, hey, what's up? Uh, no, fuck that. <laughs> After Destiny just housed a handful of gushers. These are really good. I can't hear. I'm going to eat this. He's whole loving thing. the gushers. It's just a straight, like, it looks like a loaf of bread in here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's I felt, a straight it, wall. It's like a Pop Tart. It feels like a Pop Tart when you're handling it. The Haribo cherries, those pound for pound for me are delicious. That's the taste right there. I, I don't know what it is. Something about cherry is just like the best gummy. Destiny doesn't like it. Destiny, they were okay. he, he ate one and then he quickly beckoned for the gushers. This is disgusting. I, I bought this. I love that. Because there's a couple of these. That's why I bought the Heath and the whatchamacallit. These, pretty soon. You know, Never cop the Heath. You know how everybody talks Never. about the um, the standard go-to for anything having to do with extinction is the dodo bird? Mm. Well, in gas station candy land, it's going the way of the Abba Zabba. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't that, remember exactly, that. Exactly. It was a peanut butter gummy candy bar that was 
to fucking disgusting. There was one ad, sort of like your daughter wanting lettuce because it has Elmo on it. Mm. I fell for one of the ads once when I was a kid, and I was like, Daddy, I wanted Abba Zabba. And he bought me one, and it... it I would have sooner ate my own vomit. Mm. I, I, I ate a quarter of it just because of advertising pressures, and then I had to throw it away. I think these are going to go the way of the Abba Zabba, especially the Heath Bar. It's fucking disgusting. Who the fuck eats Heath Bar? It looks like it has dust on it. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> talked to somebody in real life and like, oh, yeah, Heath Bar, I'll fuck that. Wait, wait, like, just <laughs> look at the face of it. It looks like it's been sitting in the 7-Eleven for 10 years. Destiny, please take a bite of the Heath Bar. Dude. I don't even... I want to bite it. I want to know. Before you, sl- you slammed the brand publicly, you got to you gotta make sure you stand by that opinion. You have deep connections at Heath. It's disgusting, Look at dude. This. He's chewing so loudly. I don't even know what the fuck is in it. <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. The it doesn't what, smell good. The whatchamacallit was way better. Oh. What even? What is it? It's one step away from going bankrupt. I remember trying this one as a little kid, and I, I'm just, like, reconnecting mentally with it. That's fucking weird. It's gross, though. This feels like a candy that you accidentally buy, and it's sitting in the back of your cabinet, and then you're at home one night, and you're like, man, I really want some chocolate. I want to walk somewhere. And then you try the Heath Bar, and you're like, I should just eat nothing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't satisfy it. You just you feel even worse. Because do mm-hmm. you have the memory of going to your grandparents' house as a kid, and they would just have whack candy? They'd have, like, Welchers. Oh, they'd buy, like, random Ooh. shit. Yeah. I like Those Welchers. Those little strawberries Welchers. that were in the red packaging. I know. They're, like, all right, but it's not really what you wanted. You know, these are, like, old folks' candy. I wonder... I feel like at a certain point, candy... Kind of like they just found all the best flavors and everything, and candy hasn't changed that much over like recent years. And even when somebody like Mr. Beast is pushing his own line of candy bars, mm-hmm. it's kind of like just yeah, regular candy. What's he going to do? Yeah. You know what used to be good? My grandma used to buy a ton of these. You ever had fruit by the foot? Oh, yeah. my God. God damn. They were, that was currency in right. middle school. They and were I, so good. I want to run a theory actually semi relating to fruit by the foot. But what was and the actually, one that was like a sheet of like gummy paper? That's just called fruit roll Fruit roll up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the fruit roll up so much because you had to fuck with them a lot to eat them. But the fruit by the foot was just, oh my the God. packaging was perfect. And, and then, all those were very fascinating as a kid because it was like you could just do so much with the gummies, you know? And then Destiny and Adam, remember when you got to the butt? Of the fruit by the foot. Oh, it and was it was a like thick, a little folded over. It was thick. Mm. It, it was like a bonus. <laughs> you ever do the thing? Okay, now we're getting into very esoteric eating habits. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. You ever have a pizza lunchables? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You ever do the thing where you'd put barely any on the first two pizzas, and then on the third one you oh, put all of the baby. extra cheese, all, and oh. you've got that monster mm. fucking. And then you scarf down the little Skittles package it comes with too. Oh, I oh. used to. I learned this from my Uncle Joe, rest in peace, but I used to go through the Cheez-It box and just pluck out the ones that looked like they had been burnt a little bit too much by the oven, and I would set those aside, eat those separately because I liked them way more, mm. and then put all the regular Cheez-Its back, back in, in the, the box. box, and this would piss my fucking dad off because he would know that there weren't any burnt ones uh-huh. in the box, and now Cheez-It actually makes like a burnt, like an extra toasted flavor. And it oh, sucks. Shit. It's oh, and no. it's it's okay, mm. but it's not it's not anywhere near like as because I like burnt food. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I like like a burnt piece of pizza. I like like a burnt anything pork know. that's mm. burnt is like always like you can't over somebody's gonna make every sense, but you can't overdo pork. The crispy shit on it's the edge of so everything good. is the yeah. best part. Like if you give me mac and cheese, it's like the crispy fucking edges are the are the whole thing. I'm not a burnt guy. Oh my god! I, uh, He's a bitch. I uh, that is it's interesting. That's usually characteristic of uh, black peoples. They enjoy their food to be more cooked. And there was a uh, time. Is that a thing? 
There was a time when I worked, and I want to get back. To, it is. I want to get back to my uh, my socioeconomic starburst theory. I got to run this by oh, desk. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But I worked at a restaurant one time when we we took wagers, or one of the chefs took wagers on um, a bunch of short ribs. Went out to an all black party, and he took bets on how many would come back with complaints of being undercooked, and it was around seventy or eighty percent. Jesus. The way so a black party thought. 80% of the ribs were undercooked. This is that common of a of occurrence? Yeah, it's I don't know what it is. They just have a distrust and if you see black people of an older generation at sushi, I've seen it families at sushi, oftentimes the young girls and boys in the party will be eating real sushi and the parents will get the teriyaki chicken box or uh something more traditional on the menu because they are skeptical of uh, uncooked food. If I'm you not don't sure. eat sushi relatively early in your life, I could understand you being weirded out by it if you discuss it later in your uh, life. That was me. Because yeah. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. I didn't leave that state till I was 30 years old. My mm. first sushi, I think I was 31. Right. A lot of greats come out of Omaha, Nebraska. Isn't Elliot Smith from there? You know who Elliot Smith is? Um, did he come from there? I know that uh, Connor O'Burst. Yeah, Bright Eyes. Did. He went to my high school. Um, I don't you're, know. About you're you're like next in a long line of emo pioneers. Like we could put all these faces side <laughs> by side. It'd be like a really interesting history he, of the genre. He could be a singer songwriter. Yeah, fucking... You look more like it. You look like you could be it. Yeah. I watch you playing that weird fucking like keeping the beat game while you were arguing oh, yeah, with my man Marquette. Oh, I, I, I didn't Dude, even send you that link. A, he's an actual scammer. Why? What's happening now? you have any updates? No. He's we just, almost he's had him come in today to talk yeah, to Yeah, I saw that. He's, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's fake. He made like a fake whole three-minute thing that he originally called it a BBC documentary. Yeah. Like falling around saying like, this is the new age James Bond. I but, saw that. Yeah, it sounded a, like he got somebody to read the script on Fiverr. He did, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, but oh, I forgot to send you this link because I did want to have you check this out. He did a debate with this fucking dude. Bro. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 I know the way out. It would be useless for me to try to describe it. But, like, okay, so I see that, and I'm thinking I kind of want to ask him what an NFT is. So I DM him, and I real he says, thank you for having me on your podcast. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, so are you like speaking it into existence? You're like tr- trying to act like it already happened, or like you're assuming that that's what I asked you by DMing you? And then I and then he posts immediately the photo of with him and Flacco. They already did a fucking podcast. How much faith do you have in Flacco that he's going to be able to handle that conversation? What? Well, it's Flacco. He's probably going to like the guy. <laughs> you know he likes him. You know, like, what's I, the guy's deal? What is his belief system? He's <sighs> just like a scammer that he does. He tries to like. Is it like red pill shit? I guess. Or... I mean, he seems like quite educated, but like the way that he went into the debate with Destiny was probably like one of the most aggressive debates I've like ever a, seen. This is an example of like one of the questions he'd asked me. So <clears throat> I've noticed that you said that you were working too much and so you couldn't do college, but um, you had the ability to go to college and you went and then you fucking failed like a fucking loser. So why aren't you just honest about how you failed because you didn't have the drive to do it? That would be like every question. That's ask actually me. how he started yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, that was every question. And, and also as if graduating college is impressive. Hey, I think it would be impressive. Well, Listen, the, I wish I had my degree. The but thing, no, but if, yeah, he, every question was so aggressively like, why did you abandon your fucking child that you fucking hate in Nebraska <laughs> to move yeah. to Miami? And why did you do it? And it was like, oh, my God. It, it was the craziest debate because the debate was basically like, is Destiny like an okay human being? Because he's calling him out of like, you're, you you had this relationship and it didn't work out and you, you didn't finish college. I'm like, this is what you want to debate? Like, this is what you want to fucking do is get him on here and just basically tell him he's a piece of yes, shit? That was what he was going for, yeah. I was just like shocked and then like you kind of see him start sweating in the middle of it where he, he you could tell because like 
all Destiny's fans are fucking calling in and getting on video chat with him and trolling the fuck out of him. Oh, so like something it's came insane. up eventually where he talked about something came up with business or something, and I, I can always tell. Um, you every all of you know this. We all have this gift, this ability, where when you've been in a particular industry, there's a lingo that develops. Right. Right. Like, oh, like, can I go on your pod, right? If somebody comes on and they say, like, oh, yeah, I'm really big in the podcasting space. Um, can I go, like, on your internet YouTube show? <laughs> <laughs> like, there are, when, you're, when you're in any industry, and this is true of cars, this is true of music, this is true of everything. There's a lingo that develops. And, yeah. Can I go on your video radio broadcast? Exactly, yeah. And he said something related to, like, NFT. Oh, he wanted to bring up my hypocrisy on NFTs. And I asked him, I was like, wait, what, before you criticize me, I was like, do you know what NFT is? He's like, oh, well, I gave, like, an advertising speech in, like, a virtual market. Market, blah, blah. And I could tell immediately, was, you have, you're full of shit. So I was like, hold on, then tell me, what is an NFT? And we went back and forth like that for probably five minutes because I knew he didn't know. Um, and then eventually I start playing my piano because I get annoyed. And then he starts muting me because he gets annoyed. And then uh, my fans, because he does a call-in show at the, at the ending segment. And my people start calling in and they'll do these elaborate fucking stories. Where at the end, they're basically saying, like, what one guy NFT? one guy called in and he's like, here's a problem that I have with people like Destiny, okay? I go to California and I get, like, I get like gayified, okay? I wasn't drinking boba tea anymore. Or I wasn't normally drinking boba tea and I start drinking boba tea, okay? So I'm drinking this all this This is real boba. you. This is, no, the story from the this troll. This is just this a is random real, fan of his talking the to yeah. the dude. Got it. And he's like, yeah, I'm drinking so much boba and I'm so much boba and it's just horrible. And I'm going to this store and every time I get more and more and more. And, it's, and then he's like, and at some point, there's, like, th there's so much boba in here. There's not enough tea. Not enough tea. There's not enough tea. NFT. NFT. <laughs> Do you know what an NFT is? And it was like this whole like 20 minute K cappuccino in chat. He's the one that did it. But it was, it was so insane. funny. Like, good for him. That'd be yeah. tough to reverse engineer like what words end in <laughs> NFT. It was the, so bizarre to see his fan base's minds like all coming together on like the, the best way to basically ask this guy what NFT is. But yeah, he I guess he took an emergency vacation. He dipped out and like went to the Bahamas or some shit. So he wasn't able to be here. I don't know what he's, what he's up to. Apparently but. crypto scammed his audience for yeah. two thousand dollars and now he's going to a place with uh <laughs> low extradition policies so they don't come after him two thousand dollars two thousand tens to say the least one thousand here's, here's one thing i want to ask you about so i, I listened to uh wait what before you ask me this yeah can you remember this i just want to bring up something really important right. we mentioned earlier about little cheat things for food okay, okay? this is really important to me you ever had Long John Silver's before? Oh my god, yeah. I, that is not always, a long time. But. I, I've always wondered uh, who the fuck eats there, and if it's actually legitimate. There was a Long John Silver's in Sacramento where I grew up, and it was advertising fresh seafood. And, okay, I don't uh, eat the seafood from there, but the only reason you go there is for the the breaded shit is really good. So it is good. The breaded stuff is good, but there's all these little crumbs at the bottom of the box that are just like the breaded falling off of things, like whatever falls off the thing. You can ask them when you go through, can I get a box of just like the breaded crumbs that fall off the fried shit? Oh, my God. It is so good. You're asking through the drive I you're oh telling us about that secret. I would have figured stop. that I would find out about that, that for someone some, else. It is some degenerate. They'll give you this box. Oh, my. Okay. Sorry. I wonder if Popeyes would do that as well. I don't know, but okay. Sorry, what were you saying? Long gone so is disgusting, dude. It's it's anybody who eats seafood there should probably be impaled by the beak of a swordfish. Jesus, how's that for poetic justice? Okay, poetic flaco. Um, the uh, Sam Harris just deleted his Twitter. <laughs> I saw something that has happened to Destiny against his own wishes, but yes. he his basic explanation for it when I heard him uh, talk about it on his podcast this morning is that he felt like it was making him 
hate a lot of people that he previously respected and that it was just felt like it was just overall having this massively negative impact on his life now you recently had your twitter deleted again for oh, yeah. elon time. you're unbanning people today unban me are you actually hopeful uh i don't know i'm at omni destiny uh I was banned for bullshit reasons. I'm a fucking progressive left fucking I love trans kids and everything. Okay, not like that, but right. <laughs> um, it would be nice to have you back on the platform. Yeah, and, I need to and, be and there. not have to be banned. I'm seeing these guys getting okay. These guys from the fucking Fourth Reich are getting unbanned on Twitter. I'm like, right. are you fucking serious? Stefan Molyneux is back. Sargon of Akkad is on there tweeting like centrism is when we have absolutely zero immigration. Like the fuck? How are these guys getting banned? And I'm in fucking Twitter jail. Yeah, it's but how bullshit. do you get the attention of getting Elon to let you back on? I, so I've gotten deleted from Twitter, too, and maybe if we just reapply, I somehow doubt that's going to have any different outcome. I think though. they're going to come up with, like, a specific portal oh. for people to use for I logged this. into all eight of my banned accounts, and I did an uh, appeal on all eight of them, like, two days ago. Really? And there so far, I think six have been denied. <laughs> Do you feel like... Wait, but so when you... Like, how much time are you actually spending consuming Twitter, and net, once you get your account deleted, do you just have, like, an alt where you just refollow the same accounts just so you can um, browse, or... Ooh, I mean, like, I'll have people link me shit, but if I can't post there, that's, like, torture. Right. I want to be fighting with people, right? right? It was actually even the true when I was a semi-professional StarCraft player. I hated watching pro players. I don't want to fucking... Because when I watch it, it just makes me want to play. So I'll like I'll try to watch a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this is dumb. And then I'll just turn on my game and I'll start like flattering or whatever. Yeah. Right. I saw when we retrieved Destiny from the couch. Were you playing some uh, <laughs> Age of Empires out there? Or no, you... it's a game called Factorio. Okay. How See, are you doing? This is this is a window into the type of dude he is. He sits down on the couch for maybe like a half hour before this podcast starts, and he busts out his laptop. Did you ask for the Wi-Fi? Or you have like a little thing? No, it's just a local game. It's a oh know, okay. Yeah. But he starts You're gaming not even online, on the couch. Huh? You're, you were just playing against the computer? No, it's not against the computer. It's against yourself. But okay? you have specific goals you're trying to accomplish yeah, in this game right now? Yeah, build a laboratory that makes shit and so you can make more shit and then it keeps making shit. He was trying to retrieve the harpy spear out of the forbidden woods. <sighs> oh, yeah. Look, look, when I think about this, though, sometimes. You could be taking your time and putting it into one of these games that, like, you know, millions of people play in which gaining clout in these games actually matters, right? Well, my bread and butter is now it's like political debate. Right. right. So you don't. So you've given up on like actually trying to be really elite in these other games. Oh, okay. Well, damn. You make me sound old and fucking over the hill when Those you say it like that. To me, just Those playing these niche like underground games, like I kind of struggle to like understand the purpose of building up a lot of status in these games that it's are just fucking status, irrelevant. It's, just about... it's about mana, dude. I think you have a much better attitude on gaming than me, to be honest. Yeah, it's fucking irrelevant. It's Factorio. It's one of the best games of all time. Fuck you. I don't know. Fucking irrelevant. I'm just like lost on a lot of it. I've been out of it since I was like 16. Yeah. Tony Hawk 2, that was kind of the end of the road for me. For me, Final Fantasy 7, Tony Hawk 2, I was done. It might have been San Andreas. Grand Theft Auto oh, San Andreas. CJ, what a great game. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Carl Johnson, the fucking best, dude. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Vegas, all at your disposal for whatever crimes you'd like to commit. Do but you know yeah. who T Grizzly is? Oh, no. I'm going to get you on the T Grizzly GTA server so you can go hang out with some rappers, some real gangsters. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick. Destiny, those Trollios or Haribo Smurfs are amazing, aren't they? Here's a problem that I have, okay? <laughs> Here's a problem that I have, okay? Well, let's hear it. When I eat some candy, I can't tell if it tastes better because my favorite color is blue. But you're liking those. I like them, but I don't know if I actually like them or if I just like the candy because it's blue. That's a problem that I have. I'm not sure sometimes. Does it really have a different taste or? I think blue is a very pure color. You associate it with the freedom and the peace yeah. of the ocean. Like if you give me this and they're yellow, I don't think I'm going to like them. 
but I love them right now. They're good, dude. I think that's the number one favorite. Destiny and Adam, both of you have said positive things about the Haribo Smurfs. Oh, they're I great. I think it's yeah. a winner. But, but, but I'll go about... for those cherry things over them. And they're very similar when you think about it. But then the blue, it does taste different. I back the blue. I back the <laughs> so, uh, Destiny, this is a nice segue for this. You said you wouldn't like the candies as much if they if were they... like yellow. Like anytime someone gives you any candy that's yellow. But do like... you think that that's really how you are processing it when you go through the Starburst pack? Because to me, the yellow just actually sucks. You have it in the right order, by the way. That's that's the correct order. So hear hear me out. Red and to yellow. This is why I'm throwing out there that Adam Twenty Two prefers the color order of Starburst in order of red number one. Pink number two, orange number three, yellow number four. 100%. Because he is a privileged white piece of shit <laughs> who would always hear me out. The kids, one of my buddies told me this when I was about 18, and I was like, oh my God, that's fucking genius. Poorer kids, and maybe even people of color, will have a preference for yellow and orange because when they mooch off the rich kids who bring candy to school, the rich kids are only going to shell out the orange and the yellow. Wow, that's just a class analysis I've never heard before. It's right. genius. Red starburst equal privilege. Yeah, and pink, and pink. And How pink. awesome must you be if you're the friend that loves like all the dog shit candy that nobody else <laughs> likes to eat, and you just get like all of the leftover shit? Did you ever know kids who didn't eat candy though? Like, is that even possible? Candy was. I grew up as we all did in a time when people were just scarfing fucking candy. I didn't know any parents, like holistic parents, who were only letting their kids eat tofu. No, right. But that would be pretty cool though if you could convince your kid that candy sucks and that they should just be like this vanguard that just rejects it. What are you gonna do with your? Daughter? I think you can do that a little bit. Here, so my kid wants to be picky. I was so picky growing up, mm. but because my parents would always give in to me, and I knew this. I remembered at a very early age. That if I walk around and I act weak and sick, my mom will give me whatever the fuck I want, mm -hmm. right? But with my kid, my thought process is I've read a lot, okay? I've watched a lot of videos online. I've read a lot of shit. Starvation is very painful, very bad way to go. You're mm -hmm. not going to starve yourself to death. So if I tell you you're going to eat this shit or you're going to fucking starve, I know eventually who eat it. And it's good food. But yeah. if you give in to them, they will always want like chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers. And they'll miss this whole wide world of food out there. Yesterday at Thanksgiving, uh -huh. well, like late Thanksgiving on my side, my fucking mom serves food, Sorry. right? It's ham, mashed potatoes, green beans. Not the fanciest yeah. Thanksgiving faux Thanksgiving dinner, right? But I, I make the little plate for my kid, and I put it in front of her, and right away she starts eating a piece of ham, and she's doing good. And then I don't even, like, see it happening, but somebody just slips a slips a fucking uh, a bowl of Cheerios in front of her. Oh, no. She's, yeah, she's so fuck? done with the fucking ham and the green. Why would and you green. do that? I know, and I, I missed it happening, but I'm like, there's no chance that she's eating the healthy food now that she's had some Cheerios. The this one, is not happening. The <laughs> one rule that I have, especially because me and his mom are separated, right. but if it's me, his mom, anybody else that comes in, this is always the most important thing for me, is I don't do the nice mom, you know, bad dad or nice dad, bad mom shit. Always the same 100% same rules. Mm. I don't ever want my kid feeling like, oh, mom said this, I'm going to go to dad and he's going to do that. Or dad said this, I'm going to go to mom and do that. But so you I just lean that. on her to tell you the rules and then you stick no, no, with we, the rules? No, we'll, no, we'll talk about you, them, right? Okay, yeah. So you want to, not to get too deep. Um, wait, how old are your children? Two. Only one kid. Okay. She's two. This is a really hard one. So I feel, I feel a little weird talking about this sometimes because it's his life. So hopefully, I love you, Nathan. Well, by the time I'm sure he'll turn 13, 14 and hate me, he'll be emo. Fuck you. But um, If he's watching Slizzlords, he's got bigger problems. <laughs> So my kid just turned 11 and now he's got, you know, they've all got phones and we're going through his shit and he's starting to have some pretty racy conversations online. 
Um, and his mom is obviously talking about this. Like, yeah, we need to talk to your son about this. How are you going through his shit? What do you find? Um, well, because his mom's got he'll just my his mom will just go through his phone because we've got like his passwords and everything. We're not going to let him like have it. Sort of weird. like a Adam with his bulimic ex girlfriend. Yeah. He was he found her message board account and was reading her new posts. This is a long time ago, about, but about yeah, a, <laughs> about a black guy with a massive penis who was her new lover. Continue though, Destiny. That's how I got cooked. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Anyway, um. So anyway, yeah. So the worry was that <clears throat> how do you know if you're talking to pedophiles online, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I noticed that for my son, this is actually a really unique problem. Um, when I get, I'm sure you have a lot of girls that hit you up or whatever, right? Mm. When I get girls that message me, I'm sure you do too. Sorry, I didn't mean to just have, I don't know. I'm sorry. We all do. Everyone in here. He's gotten some ass. High there. value men. Yeah, of course. He's got oh, lots yeah. of girls in DMs. If you DM 100 girls. <laughs> um, but when, if a girl DMs me, obviously there's like a bit of a back and forth that I have to go through to make sure I'm not getting catfished, right? Mm. I need to see like a picture of you holding a fucking sign with my name or some shit or social media history. Because if somebody, if a girl messages you from an empty account, it's always a guy trying to get dick pics or some stupid shit. Yeah. Right? I feel like a girl has to have a certain number of followers for me to even <laughs> respond to her. Sure. Because yeah. otherwise it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like, why would I buy into this if nobody else has? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through for my son's problem and I'm like, I have no fucking idea how if you're 11 and you're talking to an 11 year old, how do you verify who that person is? Because they don't have social media yet. They don't have these huge Instagram histories. Um, it feels kind of fucking weird to ask for a picture from another 11-year-old. I don't know if I want to tell my son, like, oh, yeah, just get pictures of them because that mm. opens up, like, a whole other can of worms. <laughs> I really have no idea what to tell my son. And I talked to his mom. We talked about this for, like, 20 minutes. I don't know what the fuck to tell him. Like, These are text message exchanges? Yeah. Like, how do you tell him to make sure that, like, you're talking to somebody that is not, like, a pedophile? But do, is, do you think it's, like, inappropriate for a kid to be having any kind of, like, online relationships with people in any sense, like— in the, in the sense of, like, even just having, like, online friends. Is 11 just too early for that? Because for sure I was doing that at, like, mm-hmm. 13. And well, when I think about when it. when we were 11. How old are you? 39. Okay, I'm 33. So 1997, I get online and, like. That's I'm, not I'm even, like 12 you or 13. Online. Yeah, yeah. I'm in chat room, thing, right? shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But like, we're in like that, Yahoo chess and checkers. It, it's a huge decision of like how much access to the internet you're going to give your kid. And anyone who has a young kid, you think well, about it all the fucking time. It used to be a huge decision, but now it's like grand. It's a default that mm. like when your kid is two, they've got either we had like a Nabby, which was like a kid's tablet, or you give them like an iPad and like these kids. Dude, it's the craziest thing is seeing these kids that can barely fucking put a word together. You give them like an iPad, and like, <laughs> you're like in the Matrix. Yeah, they're they're like bypassing the credit card authorization. They're open opening up like 52 different things and it's like holy shit i don't even know how the fuck you just did that right um but yeah but now it's like a given that like every kid is online and they're doing stuff and like i'll listen to him playing like fortnite on his dude i feel so old what did i buy him what's the thing it's not a switch, switch? No. yeah it might be a switch the yeah, nintendo switch him. yeah you're a fucking gamer you don't know what I, switch is. so he's got his <laughs> he's, he's got his was. he's got his game boy he's got his game yeah. boy. he's playing and i'm hearing him talk and I, this is just my mind being fucked. But he's talking. There's like three other little kids who are like, ah, oh, let's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, if I was a pedophile, this would be awesome. Because There's uh, so many children online. Like, Pokemon yeah. Go made the specific decision to not have DMs uh-huh. and to not have any way that you could like interact with anybody through the game besides just... The pre-selected you, chat messages. Yeah, like you could send it. each other gifts back and forth and that's it. And I always thought that was interesting because it's a game that's going to attract a lot of fucking older people and a lot of really young kids. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like the whole DMing thing would just be opening up a whole world of bad shit that could happen but like there's a shitload of other games like roblox or whatever roblox i'm pretty sure you could do all one. that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Trying to think, we as thirty-three-year-olds, I'm thirty-three also. Me as well. Good age. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Uh-huh. So we but way better than thirty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Adam. Eat, eat your orange starburst. I just had there. a birthday like two days ago, guys. Come on. But we growing up, yeah, we had the fucking internet, and we go to ebombsworld.com or Newgrounds, or yeah, we we would hit YouTube, and there was like the Maria. We had that kind of the Numa Numa guy, but then I didn't spend significant amounts of time online until. Until MySpace. And even with MySpace, it was primarily my friend group. And I was almost 18 years old, and so our brains were developed. Mm-hmm. What's going on now? Because I, I've heard issues of, like, there was a big uh, controversy at YouTube. A girl, like a fucking 15-year-old girl, did a bikini review channel for her, like, friends and other 15-year-old girls. Uh, what do you think 98% of her audience <laughs> turned out to be? Guys in their 40s named Chuck. Yeah. Oh, and my God. So they had to turn off all the comments on, like, kids' content, and it would just be fucking nuts to know that your children are exposed to that. Here, This is kind of the – this is the issue, so – backing up broadly, what people don't realize is uh, it's like the Joker in The Dark Knight where he says, like, people are only as good as society lets them. It sounds like a corny line, but it's true. I think a lot of society is kept on rails. Um, If you go back to our time, if there's, like, a 24-year-old talking to a 16-year-old, if they're dating, that guy had to do a lot of pretty creepy shit to get in that position. Like, if you're a college kid, you really should never be seeing high schools unless, like, maybe seniors are showing up at parties or maybe you've got like a younger brother or sister, but otherwise they, these just worlds aren't mixing very mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially as the age gaps grow. You're just not in the same areas, so you shouldn't be having those relationships. And if you are, you're probably fucking creepy. There's probably some weird shit going mm-hmm. on. But the internet changed everything and then it started to throw together a bunch of 13, 14, 15 year olds with a bunch of guys in their 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And I am very much of the mindset that when men and women are thrown together in the same area, there will be fucking. This is why mm-hmm. anytime people will say shit like, oh, don't shit where you eat, don't fuck your coworkers, mm-hmm. every coworker is fucking. They're mm-hmm. all fucking. If and, you were mm-hmm. stuck on a, a, an island with 10 oh, supermodels for like a month and you're the only dude around, oh. you're probably banging most of them by the I, end of that I'm month, just glad right? they were of age in this yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, I thought he was going no. way darker with <laughs> that. <They're> three <laughs> six-year-olds <laughs> dripping three wet. Six-year-olds, yeah. It almost became a Mr. Girl uh, <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. No, he, he was fucking unloaded the hip hypotheticals on us like he has hypotheticals on deck that will get you to admit to shit if you're not very very careful yeah, like yeah. he was really like running circles around me and flock i was like i feel very uncomfortable so this with this girl is a 15 year old but she's in the dbz hyperbolic time chamber for three years okay yeah. and you're a 15 year old but you're in a 35 year old's body and she doesn't know that you're actually th- yeah and it's like okay well and that that's what destiny's talking about the problem is just guys are so programmed to never reject an opportunity to procreate mm-hmm. that that's where it is. That's why a guy at his office, it's um, – I mean if the secretary offers it up, if the girl in the next cubicle uh, makes it easy for him, he's probably going to cheat on his wife. Yeah. I wouldn't trust him to do it. And it's hard to have like – because when I if I go out and I see like teenagers – they're, they very much look like teenagers, right? 15, 16, and they act like teenagers. They sound, they're loud, they're annoying, they're obnoxious, very much so. And it's very easy, even in a real-life setting, to kind of, like, filter it out a little bit to where it's like, okay, like, this is a whole other fucking thing. But online, when you don't see the teenage behavior as much, you can't see them, it's very easy to personify people um, as, as, as like, a woman that might be for me, and it's okay that she's only 13, like, she's mature. Like, you, people start telling lies to themselves and yeah. shit. And, um, yeah, it's a, I think people need to be more aware of that and more honest about, like, when people of all ages mix, there's going to be some 30-year-olds trying to fuck some 14-year-olds. Like, that's, like, an inevitable facet of, of human nature. So do you see some value? We were talking earlier about how 
Adam and I, we we don't need the nightclub scene. We don't need to go out because we've experienced so much of it already. We know where doing cocaine at 6 a.m. on a coffee table is going to lead to. You're going to get your lip your limp dick sucked by a chick you just met, and you're going to wake up at noon feeling awful. Yeah, absolutely. You, I had so oh yeah, I did that so much, dude. Yeah, is that, is that actually true? <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I think I've been in one club in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I've done it enough. It was fun going okay. to Vegas and doing a bunch of Molly when I was in my 20s. But that sounds like a fun time. Do you think it's important? Like, what is the best way for guys to master their self-control so that they aren't cheating on their wife with a new chick at work or that they aren't DMing a 14-year-old on Instagram? I'm the absolute worst. Oh, I won't reach out. I would never DM a 14-year-old. And I always Fuck, ask for dude, ages. too late. I always ask for ages when people message me. But, but like, when it's about self-control, I don't ask me that question. But, but is there anything that, because I, I feel like you, I've heard you have an argument like this is there value in guys having a lot of sex when they're young and single so that they know where that leads how it feels how it's not going to actually make them happy and then they can put it in perspective when uh chick at work rubs her cleavage up on their elbow I'm just the worst person to ask this question. I'm in an open relationship because I will never be faithful my entire life. I still <laughs> cheat in my open relationship. I've had issues with me cheating, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm the worst person to ask. That girl rubbing her cleavage up, we're going to fuck her if she wants to the end if she's of age. Okay? This is the thing. Is that <laughs> yeah, all, of the, on this one, okay? all the shit that I've done in my life that I am now capable of telling everybody out there that they don't need to do. Like, you don't need to feel like you need to fuck hundreds of girls in order to, like, have the sense of self-worth. You don't need to do every drug to know that doing drugs is a bad use of your life life or whatever but then at the same time it's like the only reason why i have an interesting perspective on life is because i can sit here and fucking talk about all this shit with actual Mm -hmm. real world experience and like you know there's something i see where where people will talk about like let's say meth for example on a podcast and you'll have a bunch of people who haven't done meth and they'll be like oh just bewildered by the idea of it and like oh like i can't even imagine what is that like yada yada and it's like that's just a fundamentally not interesting you know, perspective to hear. Whereas the fact that I even had one weekend in my life where I was doing meth with this girl, it's just like nonstop. Like I've, I fucking talked about that so many times. It's so played out. It's so boring, but it's like, I lived through that and I did that. And it's just like, I don't know if you want to like, and it's, it's kind of like that. Like when a a kid wants to become a writer, like fresh out of college and it's kind of like, well, you don't have any life experience. You don't have anything to fucking write about or a comedian. What what jokes are you going to tell? Right, You have to really like get out there and live in order to have anything worth Mm -hmm. talking about. And kids these days suck at getting out there and living. Let's be real. And I know destiny, you're fairly pro college. That's maybe the strongest reason I'm glad I went to college is because I went to school. I hung around all the kids who are now doctors and lawyers and bankers. And I realized, definitively that wasn't for me and therefore i never had this regret like oh fucking my youtube channel's not going so well right now what if i just went back to a simple white collar life and i wouldn't have known that unless i went to college and it's sort of like you fucking a lot of chicks are smoking meth for one weekend (laughs) you know what that's like so you don't have smoking it for the record but you're what, snorted? did you eat it? Or? We ate it you, and you snorted it. Meth? Oh, snorted it too. Oh, oh shit. I went to... Um, it's like butter. Ever tell you about my anywhere. Amsterdam story? No. I went so. to Amsterdam one time, okay? So we've got a friend there, kind of, and we want to get... Okay, first of all, for the audience out there, okay? America has the best fucking drugs. Hmm. It's period. Okay? okay? We have the best drugs. Even in Amsterdam? Yeah, fucking fuck Amsterdam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
But we're in Amsterdam, and I was still young. Okay, I was like 32 at the time. Okay, so stupid, yeah. uh, or maybe even 31. And we've got a friend who's like, okay, we're gonna get some MDMA, and we're gonna hang out tonight because I fucking love MDMA. That's the best drug in the world. Okay, yeah. but be careful because yeah. you can, don't. You need to hide it when you start doing it because you'll re up like crazy. But and anyway, odds of you finding some real shit are relatively low. Depending oh, a high chew. We're going. I don't want a high fucking chew. yellow one. Give me a pink one. Or something. Good. Oh, these are really. Give me good. that one. I don't want the yellow one either. Yeah. <laughs> Except your place. Give me like society. a blue, blue or red. Dude. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. This is like Asian people candy, right? Like this I'm is sorry. this is some shit. I'm I think so with. because you go to like the candy aisle and it's like in the Asian section and there's yeah. like. Or there's I mean, like... just the branding looks like it came from Asia, right? Yeah. <laughs> you okay. were you were doing MDMA. No. <laughs> that's we're not at that part yet. We never get to that part actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got a friend and he's like, bro. Uh, I've got MDMA. I heard you guys were looking. And he sends me a picture of this big, beautiful crystal. It's like pure fucking MDMA. I'll shave some off for you, 200 milligram capsules, load them the fuck up. And we're like, hell yes. This is going to be fucking awesome. I love MDMA. Mm. So we get it. We pick it up from this guy. We buy it. He's like a streamer friend. So he's, I don't think he's going to like fuck us over anything. We buy it. We head back to the hotel. We take it. And it's a very strange MDMA high, right? So emotionally for me, MDMA, it's literally just like the cartoons where like when you're on MDMA, you want to roll around on the floor and just be one with everybody and oh, you want to yeah. cuddle and you just want to, everybody's so nice. And it's not sexual. It's just like the nicest, warmest, like you could be fun and cool with anybody. And we start doing, we do these things and I think probably like 30 to 45 minutes and we start to get high. And it's not like that emotional feeling, but we are very confident, super open. We want to talk about everything mm. and we're just like going back and forth like it would be cool if we did these crazy fucking orgies and i love you you're so cool and all this we're just so caught we're everything is like amazing and the hours are just slipping away i check my oh, phone yeah. and it's like uh midnight and then i check it, it's like 4 a.m and then i check in it's like 10 a.m are you like, drinking at all oh shit no we're not we're just on that so see i don't know if i ever did ecstasy or molly without drinking me too. so i feel like in a way uh -huh. i kind of missed out on what it might have been oh, like shit, you know? it's so nice but so 10 a.m rolls around and i'm like okay holy shit it's 12 hours i'm still high uh, and I've done a lot of MDMA, okay? MDMA is up and down in six hours, okay? Full stop. I've done different doses. It's up and down in six hours, unless you've got some weird shit going on with your body or health or whatever. So I DM this guy, and I'm like, hey, it's been like 10, 11, 12 hours, and I'm still like kind of high. Um, was anything else in this? Or when, when, I, when I said MDMA, I wanted pure MDMA, not like anything else. And the guy's like, he messaged me, I was like, oh, if you have really, really good MDMA, sometimes you'll be high for like, uh, uh, like 18 hours, 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, shit. This guy has no fucking idea what he's talking about. <laughs> And so I start freaking out because I'm like, I, we, did, we obviously we didn't do MDMA. So that's untrue. Right. It's no, definitely not pure, true. Pure MDA will no, not keep you MDMA, that high. In my experience personally, and I've done MDMA probably 10 plus times at this point. It's up and down in six hours regardless of dose. And is MDMA, is that distinct from Molly? No, that's the same thing. Same thing? Okay, all of this is drug slang, so it's not necessarily going to be true. But generally speaking, MDMA slash Molly just refers to that pure chemical. Mm -hmm. And ecstasy is usually MDMA cut with one other upper. But okay. your, your odds of, like, actually getting what you want to get when you buy drugs are, you know, mm -hmm. extremely is, small at this it, point. It depends on the drug. Yeah. So, like, because some drugs are really cheap. Like, you're not going to get, generally speaking, like, fake LSD because right. it's hard to emulate and it's fucking, it's $5 a tab, right? MDMA is a bit more expensive to make, though. So if you start cutting that with other stuff, obviously you multiply your profits. And there's a lot of other, like, research chemicals and amphetamines that can kind of get close. So if you buy MDMA, I super recommend this. I do this. Buy the testing kits. They're super easy to use. Like forty or fifty dollars will last you a fucking long time. Buy the testing kits. Do the little chemistry shit so you can know for sure. What did you What did you end up feeling to... like you took? Was, you think it was just meth? I had him buy a testing kit and test the little bit that he had left. And when he sent it back, the thing on the uh, there's a name for these tests. I don't remember it, uh, but it was uh, it was like red. 
It was an amphetamine. Yeah. And I don't know. To this day, I don't know what it was. We freaked the fuck out because we were high for a solid 16 hours. At one point, I stood up to go pee, and I stood in front of the toilet for about an hour and a half. I would say that Sounds rad, though. out of all of the times that I thought that I did ecstasy or Molly, that there's probably over half of the times that I was mostly taking meth, realistically. Sure. Like, your odds are, especially if you're getting it in shady ways and you're never testing it. you got to buy it. from somebody you trust and you have to test it, yeah. So I that's why it's funny when I think about that one time, the one weekend that me and this girl actually really did meth. It's like, that probably was like my fucking ninth time doing meth. Where was, was that? What city did that take place in? Here. It was just this old porn star chick that I knew and she was like hunting around trying to find coke or molly or whatever and then she's basically like oh i found this uh and it's it's meth or whatever we take it it's like you always hear about the reason why meth is so popular in the gay community everything is because it's just this amazing sex drug it just like ups your sex drive so crazy and that was my experience 100 percent is we, we literally were fucking for maybe like 12 hours 10 hours and like all of a sudden it's 9 a.m and i had to announce this bmx contest <laughs> full of children for the record and so my homie knocks on my door at like nine in the morning like yo we gotta go no and, sleep no and i'm like literally still banging her I'm like, oh, bro, I'm going to just sleep for like an hour and then I'll I'll, I'll go. He's like, we you, you can't sleep for an hour. We have to go right now. You have to announce the contest. So I put on fucking sunglasses. I go there with no sleep, continuing to snort meth in the car. And I go into this contest, announce the fuck out of the contest, like kill it. Not that I even give a fuck. Johnny but... Adams does a bar spin. Exactly. I mean, and... it's like, it is, I don't know what I took if it was meth or not, but like whatever amphetamine it was, and I imagine meth is similar. You're wide awake. Mm. You're not hungry at all. Or at least I wasn't. No. Never. I, I, so I no probably food. went that whole weekend without yeah. eating. Yeah. No food. No sleep, hundred percent all the time, and you're fucking wired the whole time, and you feel so good and so confident and so ready to just I'll okay. talk to whoever the fuck needs. But to. here's my question: oh my If you had a camera on you and you were doing, you know, meth or Molly or whatever, how unhinged do you think the conversation would be, and how much do you think that the audience would be able to notice? Because I have toyed with the idea; I've never had the balls to do it of doing like numerous different like drug based episodes where we're either drinking lean or we pop fucking Molly or. I'm, I'm realistically not going to do any of those yeah. at this point in my life besides lean probably but I just wonder like you know when you're doing Molly and you feel so good how fucked does that look to the audience <laughs> my awful. issue is that like I love psychedelics I like LSD mushrooms these types of things and I feel like it's really interesting inside but I don't know what the person watching would enjoy they'd probably yeah. just see me being like <laughs> because they notice the littlest shit when you're sober, yeah. you know, like if you're like a little bit sad, realistically, the audience is going to fucking pick up on it. You know, if you're having like the best day of your life, oh. the audience is going to be like, oh, he just fucking pops a molly or some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're like going through it on drugs, because I've had that experience where now that I'm sober, I remember we went to the porn, hub, or the porn awards in Vegas one year, and then we're on this like party bus, and there's like a couple different chicks who are like really like hitting on me and Lena and like dancing on her and like grabbing at us and stuff. But they're like on ecstasy. They're like fully fucked up and i'm looking at them with their fucking dry mouths and their hot breath and their fucking dilated pupils yeah and i'm just thinking like i can't believe that if i was fucked up uh -huh. that i would be down to fuck this yeah. chick and mm -hmm. because i'm sober i'm looking at her like i want to get her home and like put her to bed because she is fucked but when you're mm -hmm. fucked up you lack the ability to perceive how fucked up everybody else is mm -hmm. well i mean that's like you don't want to it's like being the designated driver in a group right like when yeah. you're drunk and when you're drunk with other people the resonance there is unbelievable mm -hmm. but like yeah if you're not drunk and someone else drunk, it's like just get the fuck away from me you're so annoying mm -hmm. right now don't talk to me you, you know? ever have the feeling of walking into a room and you're sober and everybody's on coke 
and they all start telling you about their business ideas and like all this shit, like what they want to do with their lives and shit. And you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I find that the drug communities are schismed. On one end, there's people like me, like I like psychedelics and stuff. And then on the other end, there's people that are doing like benzos and amphetamines. And I find that these two worlds don't seem to cross too much usually. I don't know why. Although like, if you're going to do acid, you got to keep a Zan. Because if you're fucking like six o'clock in the morning and it's still beating your ass and you pop that Zan, you're going straight to bed and you're going to sleep it off. Hmm. You did, for, when, for LSD, L, some people say, oh, things are high for what? LSD is a 12 hour thing. Mm. At, in, t in 10 hours, you will still be high and you will feel high. So, yeah, if you're doing LSD, you need to block out. Don't start at fucking 6 p.m. because you're going to be high at 6 and you can't go to sleep when you're high on psychedelics. That's going to be a mind fucking experience. So, you have to start at like noon or earlier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you mentioned you were sober, which you and I enjoyed a glass of wine a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, <laughs> a glass of wine, sure. I had two glasses of wine Ooh. that night because that comic bought me another one. Ooh. Which one? Dom Irera? No, the fucking random guy from Chicago or whatever. Well, I'm sure it was a great comedian that you appreciate and respect. <laughs> no, it was, just some, it was some random guy that we met. But he bought me a glass of red wine. So yeah, that was two glasses of red wine. I would say that like I haven't been, been past two glasses of any drink mm -hmm. in like four years or something probably Damn. I don't, but i don't have like a problem with drinking anything yeah. so to me it's like i could no actually no i'm lying because there was a podcast like two years ago where i got shit faced with these girls and whatever all right well we need a few shots for that christian guy and i'll be ready to go do you think that'll help a few shots a couple of smoke let's get i'm crossed. so ready yeah, to I'm see ready him to go, convert dude. you in the meantime grab a couple haribo cherries a few more. let's <laughs> listen let's slow down a little you ever put drugs uh, what about in your these ass? guys those I've are never tried that before let's try the trollios right there because <laughs> How our turn. Okay. It's, uh, Trollio is the sworn enemy of Haribo, and we're going to see if they're sour nightcrawlers. Hold a candle to the Smurfs or the cherries. Why is there like a some sort of like mercenary guy on the outside? Like, who is that? They're using Halo. To, fucking Master Chief. To fucking oh, Halo Infinite. Wow. It's the same oh thing. I don't know. I've fucking Elmo for the toddlers, Master Chief for the gamers, dude. That's who they're trying to attract. Yeah. You got the better flavor. You got the blue. Throw me a nightcrawler. Don't. Those are amazing. The orange greens. You gave me the shittiest flavor. You did what, what I, I just had. I wouldn't recommend that one. Yeah, fuck this, dude. That's the poor people That's flavor. That's the good. Dude, blue and red is always the best combo, even for the gummy mm -hmm. worms and everything. They just are. And red, white, and blue. We is need even to better. I don't even know if the flavor's different. It might just be in my fucking head. We need to do know. a Pepsi challenge. We need to go blindfolded and yeah. try these fuckers. So you back out. the blue. I do black the pack the blue. Hell yeah. And the red, the fire department. Um. So. In terms of like just the grossest thing I've seen today, my girl wakes up, goes to get the kid out of the crib. She walks in. The kid is sitting there with a hand of poop, <laughs> okay. like just straight shit on her fingers. And she's got a big smile on her face. What's up? Just like flexing her poop hand. My girl screams and runs into the room. She's got poop on her hand. She got poop on her hand. I just snap into fucking dad mode and we start cleaning the hand, whatever. She's like, you didn't eat the poop, did you? No, no. And she didn't. She didn't eat any poop. And I was so proud of her because a, a worse kid would have ate some poop. Your labradoodle trots by with a brown handprint on its side. <laughs> oh, no, she was still in the crib just staring at her fucking poop hand like she had powers. That would be the worst because you guys have a very beautiful home with a bunch of expensive looking furniture. <laughs> have you ever had to replace something because of child poop? We've kind of like written off our furniture for like the next couple of years. Like if 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 we can make it to like her being six, whatever. If like you know, that's when you hope just, she stops pooping herself. No, but that's when I expect that she's like not going to be destroying the couch all the time. But like you know, if we let her eat food near the couch, yeah. it might just be going all over the couch. And we've kind of accepted that we're not going to like get a new couch because there's a stain on this couch. I think smart. You guys got to figure it out. These are delicious, by the way. These are so good that I can't think straight. 
It's like uh, definitely like a hard to debate. Yeah. Wait, give me a blue and red one now. No, I feel like I got ripped off because I. Well, you definitely did, my friend. There's also yellow and red too, but Absolutely again, not. that's a peasant color. You know, is the thing about when oh, I two. did? Oh my goodness! When I, you. Ooh, he I'm doubled feeling, you up. I'm feeling generous. Is the the candy. thing with this girl though that I did meth with? Was that in a roadside motel? By the way, I gotta ask. No, this was in downtown Los Angeles at a ham on everything party. Probably like Chief Keef was performing or something. To be honest, um, but anyway. After that, that, it made me like look back at all the time we had spent together, and it made me question a lot of other things that had happened. Like I remember one night where I just like showed up at her house drunk as fuck, and she's just like in her room with two random like headbanger metal Hessian looking dudes, and there's some yellow fucking powder on the bedside table, and they're all clearly snorting it. And still, my stupid fucking brain somehow didn't process that she was a meth head at this point. I don't know what I thought it was, but. I mean, that was basically how I figured out that she was like probably doing meth like all the time. How common are drugs in the porn industry? I would assume very, but in your experience. See, I feel like if I were to answer that question, I would probably be being like kind of dishonest because I feel like they're probably a lot more common with like less prominent people. But like I'm kind of privileged in the sense that I'm mostly spending time around the most well-known girls the ones who are the most professional who've made it pretty far into the industry and i would assume that those are largely girls who don't really get super fucked up so it well, also, pro- i've heard too i don't know if it's true now but like over the past 15 years the industry as a whole has like evolved to be a lot more professional as well but like super i heard stories of yeah. like 10 years ago like if you were a porn star you were shooting a scene spending half that on coke and then immediately like partying that night and there were a lot of people that were like in and out of that that's why that yeah. industry chewed up so many fucking people you hear about people just doing drugs on, on set and stuff and now that would be so inappropriate it's like so looked down upon if you were to be bringing that energy on set but like my it's it's weird like again with the privilege thing i was talking to this porn star dude uh um rico why am i forgetting his fucking last this name he has a terrible rico porn suave name. no rico rico strong sorry why would my name my brain just went to suave but <laughs> rico strong and he and i asked him i'm like what percentage of the girls in porn do you think are like terrible human beings like total psychopaths and he was like he said like 85 percent or 90 percent or something and i was shocked because from my perspective i fuck with all these chicks so hard i have such good like relationships with them they show up on set they're cool we hang out we talk we fucking bang whatever it's like i've had so few bad experiences Mm -hmm. and he's like you gotta understand i'm doing eight to ten hours a day on set week after week after week with a lot of these chicks so i was really got to see like the ins and outs of how fucked up they are and i was like oh okay you probably realistically have like a way better perspective on what the average chick is like than i do and they're probably they revere rico suave a lot less than they do you so i'm sure they're on their best behavior these girls when they're coming in to shoot with adam 22 well, destiny you're, you're do you have a big penis? for eight hours a lot gonna go wrong huh? you, you have a big penis uh it's slightly above average thanks i'm tired of these big cock guys i just wanted to make sure that i just had to measure mine the other day and it wasn't as long as i thought it was only like eight and a half inches you know uh, i'm not going to reveal what the measurement was but <laughs> what was the measurement i'm not going to tell you right now because it's did you privileged me- information wait Top- don't you guys fuck on i hold on i'm sorry i don't know yeah, yeah you can go see it yeah how is it privileged information then well the actual measurement <laughs> and, okay uh, i just don't me- want to reveal it okay i actually have a really really good tactical reason that i'll explain to you off camera but oh, you know. at least explain us the tactical reason no Maybe we should try to guess what the tactical reason is until he's forced to. Um, I'm a, it's going to be tough, dude. Danny already this knows. Is gonna be can like... I enter one guess into the record? Do I have permission to enter one guess into the record? Sure. 
As long as your penis size is ambiguous, you've got wiggle room in the future. Let's say it comes up that you want to shoot like a certain video with like a, and she's a really small girl, like five one or whatever, and you want to be able to say like nine inch dick destroys, and she's small enough and it works on camera. But if your measurements are out there, if you're like seven and a half inches. But there's so much lying in porn in general that no, it's just yeah, accepted. That like, was that was such a better hypothetical reason than what I was about what to was offer. Your, up. Ahead, that he your... doesn't want to make the audience feel bad by saying uh, he has a definitively definitively eight inch. I cut. just told you that it's less than what I would have assumed. Or what I would have thought. If anything, I think it would probably make them feel better. Destiny's oh. was good, though, because you always have it in your back pocket. Nine-inch cock destroys Asian street But hooker. this is the thing, is that even though I did measure my dick recently, I also don't really think that that was the best that I could have measured at. Yeah. So... In my mind, I still have to keep a ruler around for when I'm in for like sure. the throes of the, the most intense threesome yeah. where every last ounce of blood in your body has yeah. entered your dick. It's Doesn't like that a, freak you out still after all this time, like that your your penis can just do that? It's there is probably an inch and a half to two inches of difference between a normal boner for me and an exceptional boner. <laughs> Maybe not that much difference. I'd say an inch. It looks this like a totally different penis. It looks like a different penis. More than meets the eye shit going on. Okay. But it could be almost all in your head and you wouldn't know it. Right? Yeah, because here's my guess. I would say the difference between your absolute... This is getting really gay. If you it's know a what? centimeter, okay that's a huge difference. Sure, but I, here's my guess. My guess is going to be the difference between like your, like your like average hardness and the most hardness. There's going to be zero difference in length. But like the, I don't know if you'd say the vascular, the blood and the throbbing and the veins and everything is going to make it feel and look bigger. That's going to be my guess. Because is it, is it really getting longer or is it just getting more like dense? You know, I, I think so. Because you, think so? you, you have, should measure it. You should try it. You have those. There are the times when you jerk off before bed when it's just completely like, hey, my chick's gone. Oh, fuck it. Let's see what's on the porn up. And your cock is just it barely it yeah. goes extends past your fist for you. It barely you get fully hard past for like second. 45 seconds and then you come and it's whatever. Or, yes. And then you have those sustained experiences where your heart is fuck, and that's like a where, whole different Where your animal. chick licks your ass, and she teases <laughs> you a little bit, and you're just throbbing. Destiny, I'm giving myself a full extra inch on that those erections. That would be erections. insane. You should measure I it. I'm so. curious. Destiny, I'm curious, too, yeah. Destiny, uh -huh. can you watch porn where the guy has a small dick? Um. Oh, no. I'm not sure. Probably not. Oh, yeah. that feels really bad to I say. I can't do it. I don't know. I prefer it. <laughs> That's tight. Good. Yeah. I'm sick of these big cock dickheads but, fucking with my self esteem. But like, also, I've kind of like watched a lot of like gigantic cock porn, and it's kind of clunky at times. It's it's almost like not that great. I think so. it depends on what you mean by small dick. Like, I could probably watch like a below average dick would be okay. Right. He means average. This is the line for me. Okay, I like a lot of oral porn. If the girl's holding it like this, I'm probably. <laughs> Probably yeah, because yeah. I right, see some yeah. nights where they hold it like and they go up and down, and I'm like, this isn't it. Because it's a spectrum, literally. So yeah. like, we could all agree that watching a chick fuck a two inch dick is not going to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but there's there can be like a good solid, like four and three quarters, five inch dick, and it's In like, porn? you know what? Oh, man, no, if it's no, like no. if it's like amateur shit, and they're all small people, then like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck it, you know, we can mm -hmm. do it. But when the, when the girl gets to this point, I can't anymore. It's too much, dude. Or I too little. Just a thumbnail flashed into my screen. I had a. We were talking about it last pod. Destiny, my girlfriend's out of town. I had a bad porn binge this weekend. Okay. But I was trying to go for like, hey, just girl solo. I don't want to watch too much hardcore shit because then I feel like my erection <laughs> will be uh, less reliable once I'm just having regular sex with my girlfriend because it's desensitized. But a fucking thumbnail popped up of this dude on a beach face fucking a chick, and his cock looked like the end of a Louisville slugger. Whoa. And her mouth was viewing audience like 
but her jaw was about to dislocate this cock was so fucking big and it just made me feel so depressed that i would never be able to just aggressively uh, flop out and face fuck a girl to the point where she might have to go to the dentist after you just have to find i'm so close-minded with dicks and so open-minded with vaginas like i don't know if i ever seen a vagina i didn't like you're right. a philosopher, right? I now. can see a lot oh. of bad dicks. It's the Haribo mixed with the THC. Well, I'm just kind of like predisposed to like one more than the other. I guess it makes sense. What uh, what constitutes a great vagina? I don't care. They're all fine. Uh, I'm, I'm well, misunderstood the question. You. You're very no, judgmental. If, if there's pieces, no though. pus, if there's no like you know sores, I'm in there. What if one of the labia, just one of the labia, hangs? <sighs> Far down. All right, you got me. There you go. That's weird. <laughs> if it were wait, okay. Symmetrical. Well, now you're into normal like vagina. Okay, so you actually do prefer. No, but if, if one side of the vagina, I just pictured like a six-inch labia, and then okay, the other side like is six neatly what, cut. What looks like a fruit roll-up dangling out the side? Do you think that trans technology is going to improve to the point where it's like the fake meat, where you can't be able to tell the difference? I would have to. Um, if you're doing it like post-op, like genital surgery, I would have to look into what they even do for that. I'm not sure. You never had sex with a. I, not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Not yet. I want to. It just hasn't happened yet. I have a buddy who's done it a lot while sober. Yeah, he's just had sex with a post-op hole. And how was that? What was the review? He thinks it's the best sex he's ever had. And oh he gets he gets a lot of ass, though. He, he gets so many chicks. And he says that this one transgender individual was the best sex he ever had because the transgender girl in question was sort of famous and would treat him like a dog, would make him walk on the opposite side of the street than her, would make him hold all fuck? of her shit. And then he would finally be rewarded for being obedient by getting to fuck her post-op hole. And Man. he just loved it. Just loved it. Well, he's got a very specific kink yeah. going that there, sounds like say. it has nothing to do with the actual <laughs> vagina everything to do with everything yeah. going on around it around doesn't you. sound like the vagina is a big part of what's going on there. but this, I, people always say that like they would be able to tell and it wouldn't be good but i feel like of, of the wide range of vaginas i've seen there they run the spectrum there's a lot like some get very wet some don't at all some have different types of labia some inside every single one feels fucking different like you're mm. in a new fucking cave like there are still girls where i'll put two fingers in i reach i was like what the fuck is there's like another whole other fucking section like jutting out like a stalactite and i'm like okay i don't know whatever. because there's so much discussion of women's labias and mm-hmm. shit in the porn comment section or on twitter or whatever but then in reality the walls on the inside is like the whole thing because i've had sex with girls where their vagina looks like it would be super tight but then in reality once you get in there it's a little bit cavernous whereas sometimes the walls are like that's why with my girls still like i have a fucking hard time not nothing too fast because those walls are so they're like playing video games professional yeah can, okay, I've never got to talk about this. I don't this. know if I they can hear it, but there's a lot of noise yeah, in the background. Fine. It's a lot of loud video game playing. I'm usually in the politics space. So everybody's a virgin, so it's fun to talk to you guys about sex. Um, guys, you get a lot of pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Throw, throw Danny on the list. Something that's very interesting is you just brought that up. I've always wanted to talk about that before. Mm. Um, people talk about tight vaginas, non-tight vaginas. I've been with women that are very tight. It's not a good feeling. Mm. You ever have a woman that's really tight, and when it's going up and down your dick, it's like this fucking like, thing? But what you just described is some women who, and there are a few, I'm not going to name names, it's really weird. But there are a few who, like, getting inside is very easy. They're not tight at the entrance, but the walls. I'm, like, in there, and I'm like, I actually, we have to stop because I'm actually going to fucking come in, like, 30 seconds. I need you to stop for a moment. Because and it was too is, tight or wasn't? It's not about tightness. It's that there's, because the inside, because for all of these people, I could just slide in. But they have these walls that are just, like, hugging you, and they're pushing in, and they're doing something. It, Something's going on in there. I have a podcast I could send you that's a bunch of older uh, porn star dudes mm-hmm. talking about 
vagina basically if you ever have a couple hours you want to kill on stream like the discussion of vaginas that they had is like the most highbrow discussion of this that i've ever heard and i heard them say so many things that i identified with like yes that is true that is a thing when you're having sex with a girl whatever like things i had never heard before and that's what majora is translucent when i realized the fucking the thing about the walls and how Uh big of a deal that is that really was another level of it you want to know an underrated aspect of women in terms of like sort of rating them as sex partners which Uh-oh. obviously is not great to do explicitly but in, in this business it's part of my line of work is just a woman's body temperature in general because sometimes i'll have sex with a girl on plug talk we're available at onlyplugtalk.com for five dollars a month destiny fans um and <laughs> it will be like their their body is like clammy and cold especially like once they get start having sex and a lot of women sweat very easily in sex and then on the other hand some women it just feels like they are so like warm like their body and everything about them like the blood is just well distributed in their body and to me that is a big factor in terms of like how much i enjoy the sexual experience but then i also wonder if sometimes it's like they're nervous with me or some shit and maybe that's why they're there is a there's a feeling when that happens especially their feet or their hands will get like very clammy and cold clammy hands massive turn off especially when you go to shake some his hand and they have a clammy hand doesn't that make you feel like oh they're nervous like they're, they're not so confident here it's hard when you're fucking somebody though and they have those things because you end up basically playing twister because i don't want to tell her like mm. don't touch me with these body parts because <laughs> so like you're fucking them but you're kind of trying to avoid them while yeah. not being overt about like i don't want you to touch me with your foot because it's fucking like sub-zero temperatures yeah so you end up in these weird positions where you've got like your legs hooked around and they're like their feet are stuck in there it's like okay this is good and we don't have to worry about it you hold their wrists down and, like you're being so aggressive it's like i just don't want you to ruin the fucking moment you know um but yeah we yeah it's always funny trying to um here's a question for you um sometimes you got to be really firm when you're grabbing a woman's waist you ever get women that when they go to ride you or when they go to move against you your dick is here and their vagina is here and their way of getting off is to push forward mm-hmm. like you're trying to tear your fucking i feel like dick you're gonna off. break it yeah because like, i'm very scared of breaking my penis i've seen it happen to better men than me yeah and it, the, yeah and the way they move is like I, I it's not gonna come off but it's yeah. going to if you keep doing that no you, how a girl rides a dick is another huge factor in like how good at sex a girl is where mm-hmm. some girls have just like an awkward ass flow with it or even like if you're fucking a girl doggy style some girls are they just catch the momentum it's like dancing it's like they just are moving in line with your body in such a way that, that it's just perfect yeah they just catch your groove right away it's like mm-hmm. kissing like you know you kiss a girl and it can be awkward as fuck or it can be the best Thing ever. Where you're just yeah. locked in. Destiny's locked in right now. That, you're gonna go on a rampage tonight, aren't it's, you, buddy? Well, it's yeah. These are interesting conversations. Uh, that, just... that, have you ever had somebody that tries to match rhythm with you, but they're doing it in the opposite way? Yes. Every time you fuck them, they move forward. <laughs> There are specific girls I could criticize for this that I would never do because that's kind of my code in porn is that yeah, you don't ever you criticize anybody. But for sure, there's just like and, – and it's weird though because it's like if I hadn't had like 500 sex partners, I wouldn't be able to make like any of these observations. you know. And especially through doing it like on camera, whatever, that just gives me like more of an objective point of view. Whereas a lot of the sex I had throughout my life was like you're drunk, you're fucking whatever. Yeah. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever. Sure, That's how it is for me. I'm trying to jump in with you guys right now, but I haven't had sex with a girl other than my girlfriend since 2019 Ooh. and i was hammered for almost all of those mm. like, uh, it's the amount of girls that i've had sex with twice 
we're talking like two percent of my overall body i think that's a sign of mental illness that you're not able to establish connections with these girls even though i could probably say that about like 90 percent of my sex partners too. i think it was a sign of profound insecurity because oh, yeah, when yeah. i was in my 20s i was so broke and i was such a loser that having sex with a girl twice usually requires her to maybe come <laughs> to, to like your you place after the first time yeah. that too <laughs> But also, like, yeah, you can be like, uh, when you wake up the next morning at 10 a.m., be like, oh, yeah, so you, I had a good time. You want to get shit-faced tonight and fuck again? Like, more likely you're going to go get lunch, or the second hangout is going to be sober. And at some point, the question is going to arise, what do you do for a living? At that time, I was a busboy in a restaurant, okay. and I was like 28, and I was just so insecure about mm. my professional life that I would just find excuses to not talk to girls. When I was mostly meeting girls at the Long Beach bar scene, I felt like <laughs> sounds I... sounds so shady. Yeah, it was. I kept meeting girls who I realized, like, oh, no, you're like a real alcoholic. Like, you can't <laughs> hang out with me. Yeah. Unless you're drunk, because yeah. like I kept meeting chicks at the bar, and we'd have this these great drunken sex sex uh -huh. nights, whatever. And then, but then my, you wake up, and she needs like two drinks. Like I'm gonna yeah. go to a breakfast place. She orders like two or three yeah. fucking margaritas. And you're like, are uh -huh. you okay? Because then all the, I'm I'm kind of uh -huh. starting to get older. I'm like 31, still going to these bars or whatever. I'm kind of feeling like, oh, I kind of want to like settle down or whatever. So I'm looking at the chicks I meet in that environment, like trying to take them more serious, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you realize that they just straight up do not function without alcohol, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe this is why I shouldn't be meeting chicks in a bar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say for people that are listening, this has been my experience. I don't know if it's yours, but I haven't had sex with as many people as you, but I've had sex with quite a few. Um, I will say that the five best sex partners I've had in my life, if you're worried you're missing out, are all the five long-term relationships I've been in, mm. bar none. And some of those, the girl started off as my worst partners they right. didn't know what they were fucking doing they were either virgins or they were nothing and by the end they were like like if i was having threesomes with like some of these like past people i was like i need you to get off of me because i'm going to come in like two seconds okay because mm. they know your body so well so if you're if you're listening you're like fuck i feel like i'm missing out on a lot it is fun to have new sex partners but if you have a partner that's like communicative and responsive to your needs like they will learn your body such that there's nobody like for my there's nobody that i will ever meet that will be as fun like performance wise on the first night is like my wife like it's just not gonna happen i remember fucking this middle eastern girl back in the day mm -hmm. and that she had such a vibe the whole time we're doing it of like oh i shouldn't be doing this like it's so clearly like built, built into her brain that like this is bad and it was like pretty hot i'm mm -hmm. gonna be honest like and I, and I came like really quick and she was just like oh my god like we shouldn't have done that it was so bad yada yada she like gathers her stuff and she like left pretty soon after and never hung out with me again and that Damn. hurt the pride a little bit oh that was um sometimes i wish i could remember her name that happened to me a couple times and it's strange right there were a couple chicks that i seduced out of bars when i was in my pussy getting prime and they were way too hot in my opinion for a one night stand that was just my opinion of you you have it in your head that nines and tens don't do one night stands i'm sure you guys would disagree with that but for the most part i felt that was true but a couple of them would have sex with me and then would be kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I, I would make jokes about, yeah, I'm, you're going to meet my parents tomorrow. We're going to hang out. And they'd oh, be like, <laughs> and, they would, and maybe I was just making really shitty jokes, but these chicks were like, no, I don't think we're going to hang out again. Like, no, I don't like <laughs> it. And then the girls would leave and they would never respond to my texts in the future, even if I didn't make jokes about meeting up with my parents. Okay. And it just seems strange to like um, – like to to fuck a guy and then like and then decide you don't like it like it seemed like they knew they didn't like me the entire time yet they still fucked me hmm. it's I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult i'm not sure well i kind of like I, when a girl I, I preferred with, it i like or i liked back in the day i liked the feeling of fucking a girl and knowing she hated me and she was just doing it 
I don't know, like because I was just around or uh-huh. like so you just like felt like I would be like enjoyable to sleep with or whatever. Like I kinda like being treated like a piece of meat. I liked it too. I think that's what it was. I think this girl was probably looking for a rebound fuck and nobody she actually liked spoke to her. Right. But she had had herself six Mai Tais and therefore she just shrugged her shoulders and got in the Uber. There was this girl that took her virginity back in the day, like when I was like nineteen or some shit, and she literally told me that she wanted me to take her virginity because she didn't know anybody who knew me and she saw she saw me as like just like a cool guy who was like hanging out at some local hardcore shows and like she she like didn't know anything about me but she wanted me to take her virginity because it would be like it wouldn't be close to home mm-hmm. it wasn't like anybody she went to high school with or anything like that mm-hmm. and i thought that was the hottest thing in the fucking world that she was just using me mm-hmm. how so was what, the, what the fuck are all these girls complaining about how was the virginity taking <laughs> thing uh it was cool you know very brief a lot of my early sexual experiences just like five pumps like i was you're out. Was this the point in your life where you rode your BMX bike to her house? No. He always has stories where he gets pussy and they involve him like riding places on his BMX bike. Which... I know. A lot of that seems kind of improbable in, in retrospect. Like, damn, a lot of women were really like not turned. But you got to remember, too, that riding a BMX bike in New York City or like just like oh, riding bikes and stuff is pretty normal there. I, Whenever I'm in Manhattan, I don't see any motherfuckers riding around on BMX nah, bikes. Nah, people ride fucking like, like you'll have like some hot chick who just like rides her fixed gear all day, like between work and Brooklyn and Manhattan. And it's like, I mean, that's, that's so kind of normal. I don't think it's so much you're riding a bike. It's just that like in some places, in most places, it's of big cities you're expected to have a car right yeah. that's so if you don't have a car it's not a big but deal la is a super impractical place to ride a bicycle almost anywhere it's also a super impractical place to drive a fucking car this is fucking horrible fuck that's this god forsaken traffic but you, you go to the williamsburg bridge at nine o'clock in the morning and you just watch how many people are riding their bikes to and from work even people who like live in different boroughs and stuff and it's fucking astounding yeah, but there's a big difference between a fixed gear bike that a yuppie is driving yeah. to Twitter and uh, a Schwinn with pegs on the back. But there's at least like some connectivity there. No, and, and I feel like in New York in particular, <laughs> there's like you're and, and you're you're in your early twenties. You're very much allowed to kind of be this like weird screw up that is like pursuing their artistic passions. That's why the hottest chicks will always have a fucking scumbag skater boyfriend who like sleeps on their couch and like bums money off them and stuff because they like the idea that he's working on this creative dream it's true right? this is why yeah. i hate the fucking the that there's always this red pill advice where like girls are always chasing high value men the best girls are always <laughs> and it's like bro do you know any i know so many women that are like nines or ten not even just look but in terms of overall package person or whatever and they're with these loser fuck guys that have been yeah. hanging off them for fucking because years and i'm like you could have any yeah. guy successful not like what the fuck are you, you doing you got like a cool personality you buy <gasps> you some cool good. jeans you're, yeah, yeah you're like cool. you, you're cool you hang out at the bar you're a fun guy to hang out with a lot of getting pussy from my perspective honestly is just having the temperament to be able to hang out long enough forever you will see <laughs> a hot ass chick with a loser ass boyfriend mm-hmm. but that's a guy who just has the patience and the fucking lack of ambition that he just is down to just like his ambition is wanting to date a girl who's too good for him oh when, dude there are, wait, when you have to, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you bring this up one of the worst things when you are in your chasing years and you're trying to chase some i would give up on these immediately right when you see a girl and there's another guy chasing that girl and he's a fucking loser and I'm like, this motherfucker is going to spend all day texting her. He's going to want to go out and hang out for six hours. I'm on my career grind. I don't have fucking right. time for that. You're just like, fuck it. You win. Mm-hmm. You have it. I hated competing with those. And you were talking to the girl. I was like, well, come on. What the fuck do you see this guy? And he's like, well, he'll hang out and chat with me for nine hours in a day. And it's like, fuck. It was super easy for me to get asked when I was willing to meet a girl, 
take her out to eat, have some drinks, go back to the house, watch a movie. She sleeps over, whatever. You yeah. end up banging her in that environment. It's like the most natural It'll flowing happen. thing ever. Yep. Yeah. But then I get later into my life, all of a sudden I'm doing all these podcasts. I'm running the store. Mm -hmm. I got this big fucking business and I'm trying to get pussy in a much more like strategic way where I'm trying to like kind of get the girl to acknowledge that she's down to do it and it's like I want to come to your house or you come to my house and we're just going to kind of hang out for a couple hours and then you're going to leave and like it's just so much harder to make it happen when you're like kind of stipulating the yeah. exact way that you want to interact yes. with her whereas if you're the guy who's like hanging out with a girl and you're down to like go away with her for the weekend and just like you know hang out by the beach or mm -hmm. you know whatever it's like if, if you can't fuck her given that much FaceTime and mm -hmm. with her having that much time to just basically end up bored enough to want to fuck mm -hmm. then you really are fucking this it is up to segue into a piece of real life experience, this is why you got to be so fucking careful with long distance relationships. Because as soon as she gets a friend that's a guy, or he gets a friend that's a girl, and they start spending time, it's fucking over. Like, mm -hmm. just break up, save yourself. Because you're not going to maintain the faithfulness like months and months apart. Like, maybe if there's like a plan, like, oh, like I got like a three month work thing or whatever, sure, and you've been together for a while. But like, for the most part, long distance shit is so hard because just it's proximity. It's like what I said earlier about the online shit. When guys and girls are together, they'll fuck. Mm -hmm. If a guy and a girl are willing to spend enough time with each other, they're going to fuck. Like, it's going to happen. And that's why, like, the best thing that i've done in my fucking adult life was basically meet a chick take her real serious build something with her you know and but then i look at younger dudes and i see guys who are 18 or early 20s and they get into these relationships and it's years and years and it takes a shitload of energy out of them and then ultimately the girl at some point she's just not a fully formed human being when she gets into that relationship so she changes and she ends up wanting something different and then all of a sudden they've like torched four years of their time on this one relationship burnt a ton of time when they're at their most virile like when they're going to be able to attract the most chicks and stuff and it's like yeah you did learn something about relationships from that i'm sure but it still doesn't seem like a very efficient use of your time and it seems like a massive mistake when guys get too committed to a relationship too early i don't think it's a problem for guys as much like i you mm. i well, maybe this is just me, but I feel like now I'm in the best spot of my life to like attract women at 33. Yeah. Like I feel like 18 and older, this is the best. But I think that if you're a woman and you burn away, like guys can't really burn away their 20s, I think the same way that women can. Although it's starting to change things. Like, I think women in their 30s and even 40s are, are really hot and really cool. And I'm sure when I get all, I think women in their 50s are. But like we're still kind of around this area where like 24 is like the peak. But when I was 18, I was looking at 30 year old chicks like they were just like old as fuck. Yeah, but like ours. maybe I would still be attracted to them or whatever. But like as I get older, the Overton window of attractiveness keeps expanding. And it and, changes. Yeah. Is there a thing? I don't know if I'm going to sound creepy saying this, but. Let it rip, Dust. I will let it rip. And I mean the Overton window primarily expanding to older. Older, women. yeah. It, it'll, <laughs> something it'll, sound, about, it'll sound less creepy if you're holding up the Smurfs. The Smurfs. Something about, you got back to something blow, about seeing uh, fucking moms. Holy shit. I don't mm. know what the fuck it is. Seeing a mom take every kid. Like, all I'm imagining is like, you need to put that kid to a nap. We're going to fuck. I just have this feeling when I see single moms. So I don't know if that's like a. I was hoping you guys would join in on me that, but you're I not, usually so. want. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, okay. Thank you for taking this call out for me. Can I even say that? That <laughs> seems like a good thing to end on. Oh, there, was okay. another, there was another friend, uh, the Abba guy, right? You know, preaching Abba? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about it too. Things relating to kids. Hold on, let me. <laughs> Things relating to making kids and like parentalhood in general is like, like I think I was like 22, and a girl's like, "Oh, come in me and like make me a baby." Like that'd be like the weirdest shit in the world. But when I hear that now, when I'm 32 people, or 33, people are like, "Oh, like breed me or whatever." Like, man, mm. it's like, fuck yeah, actually, that sounds like a good idea. I <laughs> was I was never attracted to pregnant women, uh -huh. and then my girl got pregnant. I found her so unbelievably attracted while she was pregnant, and now 
anytime I'm around like an attractive woman who's pregnant, it's like fucking alarm bells going off in my head. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, she looks so good. She's so beautiful. Like I just love that energy of her just being a birthing person. I what were know. you doing to Lena when she was pregnant? Fucking the shit out of her whenever possible. It, and it was great too because she had been told that if you have sex regularly, then it's more likely that you'll have you'll have the baby on time. Oh. I don't know if that's true, but you can have sex right up until probably like month, like eight or nine. At some point, it becomes, or I don't know for you guys, but for my kids, mom, like it was up until that point. The dark ages of having a baby sexually, though, are after she gives birth to the baby because you definitely got a couple months there where it's probably not happening. Damn. So was it purely not happening because vaginal expansion, or was she just well, she not has C-section? I mean, well, she, she's just breastfeeding like fucking 24 hours oh. a day. It's just she's in like she's depressed. She's barely now. sleeping. It was just like the least sex inducing time of our lives Something so for sure that, i was uh, i was posted up on OnlyFans having a good old time in the jack shack <laughs> but he does have a separate jack shack it's, it's beautiful i've seen it like Jesus. a separate house to beat off in Wait, something tells me that uh, adam might have slipped in one night and uh even in the sexual dark ages might have was it not happening at all what you weren't having sex with her at all I think on my birthday, I got a blowjob, and that was like 10 days after she gave birth, actually. So Jesus. I can't complain too much. That's dedication. Really? Well, yeah, so birthday, just shut down. I, but I use that as leverage to be like, it's my birthday. <laughs> Haven't got head in a long time. So it just really shut. You were fucking the shit out of her up to a couple weeks before she gave birth, and then it stopped for a few months, totally. Mostly. Hmm. Mostly. Well, other I mean, than the blowjob on your birthday. Honestly, if she had taken the advice that I got from a lot of people to get a night nurse so that you're basically able to like preserve your sleep. And this is very much rich people advice because uh, it's very prohibitive yeah. cost wise, probably for most people. It's very red starburst. But I have had, you know, a few of my uh, millionaire comrades tell me that you got to get the night nurse. Otherwise, your sleep's going to be fucked. And I told her and she didn't believe me. And then she ended up relenting and basically saying that the next kid, she would get the night nurse. So. It's every for ours. It was it's every four hours. You have to be up every single four hours. Kids going to wake up. You've got to feed him changer. There's no shortcut around that. He was really regular. Did, was yours waking up at like crazy times all the time or uh, for a while? But she actually got pretty consistent with it relatively early. I feel like slept in bed with us for a long time, too. I heard you're not supposed to do that, but... Yeah, we heard that, too, but she was so addicted to having that boob in her mouth that it was just, like, no other option. Oh, gotcha. My girl got, like, back issues from sleeping in this awkward-ass position for oh, okay. months on end. I think we did anyway, because it's just fun to have your... It's your baby. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so cute. You just want to look at her yeah, all the fucking time. I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle her being in, like, the other room. Yeah, of course. That. Yeah, it's so sad, yeah. And they're, and especially at that, especially when they start to... A few months in, when they start to fill out and they get, like, really fit. Because they... All these say with mine, they look fucking weird right when they come out. I yeah. love my son. I held him a second, but he looks fucking My weird. girl posted a picture of our kid when she was still so small that she was kind of in, like, wrinkly old man yeah. style. And uh -huh. we, we got, like, the quote tweet bomb from a bunch of hipster pieces of garbage just making fun of her. And... That was a weird moment Damn. of having to just be like, oh, okay. I, <laughs> I have to like not respond to these fucking assholes and just sort of ignore that this is happening. Yeah. People were talking shit about the baby? Right? Doesn't that feel that's like that's... Up, it feels like if that should be a thing on Twitter. Like if there's going to be rules, like you should be able to not talk shit about a baby. Probably, yeah. Should be like age. What? Like, should we go as high as like eight? I think about eight months. Well, what if a seven-year-old shoots somebody? Are you allowed to trash them? Jesus. Seven-year-old shoots somebody? What about like 10? You can't talk shit about anybody until they're 10. Imagine you couldn't talk. I feel like you shouldn't talk. Is there, if they're not doing anything, I feel like you shouldn't talk shit about them. That's weird. Like Everybody somebody... should have got banned for talking shit about Baron Trump when he was a little boy. Yeah, that's a little weird. That was weird. People right? calling him like autistic and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up, right? Just based on how he was standing in the background. Yeah. I feel like that's a safe rule that a social media company could implement. Is like you yeah. can't say anything negative about somebody until they are X age. And I feel like that would be a whole thing or, trying to figure out what age that unless is. Unless they're talking shit. 
<laughs> so like Greta Thunberg is fair game if she's talking. Ah, about yeah, she is the X Factor and all this for sure. If yeah, they're talking yeah, because if you weren't able to diss her, that's fucked. Yeah. I got to be able to diss David Hogg. I think he's over the age thing. I was, was thinking that if, if I start managing anybody as a porn star, I'm probably going to tell them to take on the name David Hogg. <laughs> I never thought of it from that sexual angle. It's but we, great. we could only use one G because he's he's a double G. We'll just go with one G. David Hogg, dude. Or three Gs. What do you think about David Hogg, Destiny? I don't even know who that is. He was oh. the kid. It was Parkland, right? Or the shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. in Florida. Oh, when he became like a crazy-ass gun activist online. Yeah, he, there was, uh, so the news set up these little bleachers with like six kids from the school, and they were all just giving very just predictable, on-the-nose speeches about why guns are evil. And David Hogg, I just remember him in the background the whole time just being like, hmm. <laughs> Just looking like he was generally upset about the concept of the Second Amendment. And then he got a Twitter, and I'm almost certain he had a ghostwriter who was just composing all these anti-gun tweets. Right, remember that? He got yeah. into Harvard for, uh, and Louis C.K. had a brilliant joke that was leaked from one of his sets. Louis C.K. was doing shows right after he got canceled, and this was supposed to be a secret, but some asshole secretly recorded the set and posted it to YouTube, and Louis got in a bunch of trouble. The Louis joke was essentially, why are we paying attention to these shitheads David Hogg who survived a school shooting? He survived a school. He pushed a fat kid in front of a bullet, <laughs> and now we care about what he says, which was, I thought, of a hilarious little observation. But he, that's not true, right? Basically, it's true. He pushed some fat kid in front that's of him? That's not true. Oh, okay. But we care. Okay, you just said basically it's true. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like it was absolutely not true. But, but that interesting way, uh, uh, the analysis of misinformation circulating in real time, but that was a funny. Uh, but we care about David Hogg because he was at a place when something bad happened. Listen, yeah. David Hogg, it, normally I would have a lot of compassion for somebody who survived a school shooting. But if this motherfucker is trying to take my burner away. It's on. <laughs> Fuck you, David Hogg. I'm going to manage a porn star, and we're going to give him the same name as you. And they're probably going to use this against me in court, but I don't care. All right, we're going to do a No Jumper episode of Destiny, apparently, after this. Okay. You down? I'm here. He's here. A, a lot of pressure on him. I mean, there's a lot of content. But he sits in front of the camera for 10 hours a day, so I think it'll be all right. I, I think the conclusion of this candy is oh, I feel terrible. It's all great. You, the, okay, next time you're going to do a segment like this, if I can so suggest, okay? High class, be highbrow, go to a Walmart and get the candy of the aisle. Not the fucking gas station shit that's all crushed. Why Walmart? There's gotta such. be better options well, than no, that. Well no, because right? because Walmart it's not gonna be it's not gonna be crushed and smoked. You just yeah, go to a yeah, supermarket. Yeah. Where it's not, or even like a Walgreens or a CVS, okay? Destiny, we do gas station challenges here. We did gas station energy drinks, oh. gas station candy. Next it's gonna be gas station fucking coffee. Well, we already know he's a Red Bull man. I am a Red Bull man. You, you don't have fuck Red with Bulls any? here? Uh no, but we can get some. I get one for the next show. 100%. Oh, we will do that. Awesome. Thank you so this much. This podcast brought to you by Red Bull.